in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday, July 29th. Lovely Louisville, Kentucky. We're live at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, as promised yesterday. We're out here. I've got Trevor Kelsey next to me wearing actual clothes in public. He looks like a, I don't know, somewhat like a normal human being today. You look fantastic. Are you assuming I do the show naked at the other studio? I don't know what you do. I only see you from the waist up. It's all I need to see. It's all I care to see. Uh, I don't want to know what goes on behind that glass. That's all I need to show. That's fine. <laughs> uh, we have the, we, we've, we've got Trevor Kelsey out here. We've got the Ryan father, father and son duo, uh, Dugan, Patrick here, looking great, large and in charge. He's got the, uh, Patrick's got the 86 National Champs Cardinal UFL t-shirt on. 88 wearing Metro blue. Champions. Oh, 88, 88 Metro, even, even better. Even better. That's even better to me. Other than 17 years before he was born. I mean, that's hey, nothing wrong with that. I was only four. I still had a, I had an eighty uh, championship T-shirt when I was growing up, and it was four years before I was born. Do you know who all was on that eighty-eight team there, Patrick? You don't need to quiz him. He's fine. Don't, <laughs> we, we don't need quizzes. Five seconds into the show, it's fine. Uh, we're here until five thirty. Stop by, flip Trevor, uh, Trevor Kelsey the bird, show him your butt, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a fantastic well, time out here. The first ten minutes of being out here now. Yeah, Trevor, you yesterday you you had a whole spiel about how you keep ordering filet of fish, yeah, they put and they on it. they keep getting it wrong. That yeah. you keep specifying. You're a, you're a man of precise taste. You want what you want the way you want it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, they are going to specify. They're going to let you specify what your needs are. They've got order banks that are now open. Come order your vehicle exactly the way you want it. They've got new inv inventory arriving daily. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, proud to be an auto leader in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Stop by and see them, uh, whether we're here or not. It's, it's a fantastic stop. You're not going to waste it. And also, like, the... The views now. You got Capitol Grill going in right across the street. You got Top Golf, which booming over here. The the gigantic piers are coming up. It's going to wreck the entire town. But until then, you can stop by uh, Oxmoor Fort Lincoln. It's going to be okay. I just like how in the first few minutes we've been out here, I actually got something a, a question that I've been dying to know the answer to. You have. I was going for to, years, and I saw how they take a car out of the showroom. The last time we were here, and it's been a couple of months, but the last time we were here, you asked on air, of course, because you can't. <laughs> curious like a cat. When something comes in your mind, you can't. Just hold it in until we get to the commercial break. It has to come out while we're actually talking about sports <laughs> or attempting to. I wait five minutes, I'll forget. <laughs> exactly. You wait five seconds, you're going to forget. You, you asked, you know, we're in the, the showroom, and they have, you know, it's a normal – everyone's been to a car dealership. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're basically – And they have actual automobiles inside the yeah. building. And you were wondering how they get the cars in here. 
And I said, you know, they can open up the doors. They can open up the glass. It's not – I don't think it's rocket science. They don't, like, transport them through the ceiling with a crane. <laughs> and you were curious. You were like, I don't think it would fit. I don't think it would fit. Since we've been here, we saw yeah. them take a car out of the showroom. I'm not, they just opened the doors, and it came right out. But they had the two larger double doors over here. I didn't think it'd fit. It fit. did. Yeah. That's, I, I apologize. Now, but now I know. No one is after battle. So, yeah. <laughs> Now I just got to figure out why cheese and bacon apparently sound alike to some some slap at McDonald's. What did you get today? Did you because you don't I'm have food with cha- you? Not a chance to get anything yet. Today. This is, you're going to be salty in about well, an hour and a half. You have no idea. You're going to be staring at your you're phone. Gonna be, I'm going to be I'm going to be ordering DoorDash at four fifteen to this place every day. When it gets four thirty, you start asking during the, that break, "What do I want for dinner tonight?" When I don't eat lunch. And today you're well, no, even when you've had lunch. But today you're going to start like asking beforehand. I think you're gonna. I'm worried about the 3:30 break. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna flame out this first segment, and then you're gonna start getting too hungry. You're gonna get hangry on me. Well, I can't. I I will, but I already know what's for dinner, and not to to play on a wedding crashers cliche. It's meatloaf night tonight. Ooh, so. I'm assuming made by by Nancy. Meatloaf, mom. Where's mom, the meatloaf? Mom's making the meatloaf. That's <laughs> that's fine. It's funny is when she makes meatloaf. I do that. Remember, she's never seen the movie though. But you just do it. So she just she just looks. Absolutely, it's funny. It's like I'm ripping someone off. She's a saint. God love her. I know. Uh, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sucks line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, topic ideas, whatever, hit us up there, 502-414-1450. And a reminder again, Thornton Summer Cash Bash, it's still going on. Somebody's winning ten grand today because they're giving away ten grand at the end of every week all summer long. All you have to do is be a Refreshing Rewards member, open up that app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, and you are entered to win uh, ten grand every week. And then at the end of the summer, you're entered to win the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Who doesn't like cars? Who doesn't like money? Thornton's is giving you both all summer long. It's the Thornton Summer Cash Bash and use the text line 502-414-1450. Uh, I just if glanced. I wasn't it, I would take all 10 grand and blow it on like a week-long vacation somewhere. You'd probably use the, the 10 grand to like buy a Chevy Tahoe and they'd be like, well, that's <laughs> defeating the purpose. No, I'm using it where I'm going like to Tijuana for a week and just, just blowing the whole 10 grand on one week vacation. No. That's fine. I mean, it's free. It's giving money, wouldn't you? I mean, what would, you'd probably put it in the like an interest account or something like you. I probably call, would call your money manager and be like, "What should I do with this?" I love how you use the. Can mocking, we put it in a CD. I love how you use the <laughs> mocking voice when it comes to, like anything intelligent. Like, oh, you're probably not going to jump off a building if you want to do though. I'm like, no, well, no. I don't jump off buildings. No, you should. You should do. I mean, it's free money. It's ten. You just won ten grand for just doing nothing but getting gas at a discount price at Thornton's. You should use that for for something cool like going like. Go and like buy the uh, a, a piece of the Yum Center or something. I don't know. I mean, have you problems. ever considered a career in financial planning? Because <laughs> I, mean, I would love to invest with you. You sound like a great person to go to with your money. I mean, just take a trip. Go go see. Uh, go go buy one of those uh, the, the, those those tickets to the golf thing you want. The Masters. You'd be telling like, any twenty something who just got out of college, like just got their first job, like you're fine. Oh. You're fine. Oh. Just just spend it. Just splurge. You're twenty something. Go get as many credit cards as you can and just max them the bleep out. That's you're in your. 20s. That's Please when don't. You, that is when you Kids make your mistakes. Kids listening to the show, stop. Kids listening to the because show, Because when stop. you get in your 30s, you can't do that. But in your 20s, you can just do it, screw up, like, oops, my bad. I'm in my 20s, and then claim bankruptcy and get out of it. We've given a lot of bad advice on the show. That's mm-hmm. top five. Why is Dugan's kid taking notes right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like Patrick, cover your ears. <laughs> I love that I glanced at the Thornton's text line. The first two texts that I saw were about the, the two interns that we have here at 1450. <laughs> uh, the first text that I saw was... <laughs> I mean, this is classic KRC. Justin is lucky that I'm not woke because if I was, it would be it would be Cancel City after that horrible Kentucky basketball comparison to the floods. I don't want to know what in turn uh, what what Justin had to say. 
How do you compare the basketball program to Florida? I don't know, but I'm not going to go down that road. Don't either. And then uh, yeah, I think that's salty. Come on, Scoots. The, uh, the first text we had today on today's show is I see. I noticed that intern Jenna didn't make it to the remote location. She said she te- she actually texted me like uh, around two something, and was like, where, "Now where am I going?" And I was up. I was like waiting at the light to turn left here. So I figured she was here, and I was like, "Oh, front lobby. I'll be there in two minutes." Then I get texted a few minutes later and goes, "Oh, cool. I'll be late." Oh like, well, well there you okay. Go. I mean, why just be where you had to be when you're gonna be late? I mean, you just didn't get that one. So I don't. She may, she may, she may not arrive. Who knows? Texture says the most uncomfortable I've been in a while was hearing Trevor describe the share video in yesterday's show. <laughs> I'm thankful that the YouTube camera was out yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, you thought you were uncomfortable. Then you showed me the pictures that you were talking about during the break, and I still was like, no. I wasn't underselling it, though, was I? I mean, that was one hell of an outfit she was wearing. It was an apt description of the outfit, but I was not, I did not have, it didn't give me the same feeling that it gave you. I'll I don't say know. that. I mean, Cher, I mean, Cher's still, I think I mean, that's nostalgia creeping in. I mean, 89 Cher, yeah. I mean, you got to think also, I mean, I had a thing for Annie Potts at that time, too. So, I mean, maybe it was, maybe I'm like a Zach Wilson in, in, in grooming or something. I feel bad. Scooter Dingus texted in just to remind us that he's not an intern. <laughs> I saw Justin. See, I just think Dingus when I think when I think when I think Scooter, and when I saw Justin, I just thought Jacob. You just made him so. You just, that might be the worst. I'm sorry, Scooter. He's never defended himself for anything ever said except for that. Like I've he, never he fought think, for anything in my life, but I'm fighting for this hat. He's Dingus, Scooter, height jokes, every redneck. He doesn't Short care. Jokes. Short jokes, tall jokes. He doesn't care. He's taking it all and taking it as he says with the high road. But you call him an intern, and boy, the gloves come off. I'm sorry. I apologize, I Dingus. mean, he is now mad. Uh, Texas, since you're at an auto dealer, can you give us a, I can feel it, down in my plums? Are you familiar with that reference? What is that? Is that from feel me? it down, down in my plums. Yeah. It's the, figured, yeah. The, 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 there's a great, like, Will Ferrell, real, like, reel of outtakes from his. That's sh- when he's doing, like, the Ric Flair person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I remember, yeah. Texas says, buy, buy, buy low, sell high. Like, really, really high. Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well done. Uh, Texas, speaking of zoning changes, Top Golf, will Trevor attend the Ohio Valley wrestling matches for up and coming wrestlers working on their crowd interactions if it gets approved? Ooh, I haven't seen this. I have not either. What There's a story that WDRB has now, uh, they have a former UofL fitness center is proposed as a pro wrestling academy. They're nice. going to turn it into like up and coming wrestlers. They'll get to, I guess, test their skill sets out there in front of live audiences. Okay. Uh, Would you go and just heckle the hell out of like some poor 25 year old trying to live their dream? If he's, being, if he's, a, if he's trying to be healed, then yeah. Good. I mean, that's what you do. The heels, you, you you boo them. I mean, that's that's what their 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 goal is to do. Don't even if you like them, you still got to boo them if they're being the heel. I mean, otherwise you're not appreciating them. They're they're crap. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested. I might check that out. I, I know uh, I know they're doing some cross promotions with a buddy of mine's uh, store coming up. What the Lou, by the way. And uh, so yeah, I'm looking. That'd be cool. I'll still watch OBW. Uh, Texas, there's a YouTube camera. Yeah, welcome to the joke. I mean, Dugan's, he's gonna, it's going in any day Dugan, now. how is that YouTube camera YouTube coming? camera's going to the studio, right? It's coming. coming. It's coming. 11 months that's, in the that's works. That's what you're getting for your one-year anniversary. <laughs> one-year anniversary. It's the thing that they got you to sign on one year ago. They hyped up the YouTube camera. You guys hyped up the YouTube cameras real big when I went to those studios for the first time. Like, we're going to get this in. By the time of the first show, we should be good to go. Troy was very confident, was and it, then it didn't happen. Was it Dave and Scott we had on the TV originally back in the old days? Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I got there the next day, and they had, like, the TV stuff hooked up at the call center, and I'm like, what the hell is all this crap? <laughs> How do I control all this? Texas says, Ruth, bro, I got offered a promotion, which means I can't listen to the show live anymore. I should quit, Ooh, right? Yes. Yeah, obviously. Throw there, a chair. There, there are better jobs offered. To do, Throw me. a chair, get fired. We also have podcasts, though, so you're fine. Well, yeah, but it's not as fun because then, you know. 
Yeah, it's still fun. Listen it's still podcast. fun. Listen yeah. to the podcast. Wherever you can find podcasts, just search uh, 1450 Big X. Um, <laughs> says, Texture says this is Jenna and doesn't know where to go in without walking in front of these, these men by the door. Well, well you're going to have to walk. <laughs> that's the if, door, if Jenna. You, if you've never been to a, a car dealership, those are salesmen. They are around. And they are, some of them, most of them are busy here helping great See, customers. See, this is what the text line freaked Jenna out the other day. You and the text line now traumatized her, so now she's afraid to go out in public. This, PTI. Is, this is what happened. Well, Pat, Patrick, the intern, by the way. Will you go find Jenna? Patrick can help. Patrick will make this happen. Go, go, do a good job, intern. We've got, uh, we've got 502 BBQ big-time news to get to today. Ooh. It's the 502 BBQ, the, the top recruits in America. They're all in town. We've got – we'll preface the conversation with this. We're going to lock up like a number one class help this event, aren't we? Well, I'm going to start off with this. We've got good 502 BBQ news. We've got some not-so-good 502 BBQ news. Which do you want me to start with? Uh, start with the bad. Always start with the bad. Always I, start with the bad. I like to end on a high note. Totally agree. Everybody loves a happy ending. So one of the guys that we've been uh, – Trevor. So one of the guys we've been talking about the most this week leading into this big recruiting weekend, which according to like the if – if you tabulate, if you add up all the – Recruiting rankings, the stars, everybody who's in town this weekend. This weekend actually is is a bigger deal than the weekend last month, the June 17th weekend, which was circled for so long. Now, part of that is because a lot of the guys that we have coming in this weekend are already committed. Like Ruben Owens is in town, the number one running back in America. He's committed. Seven committed players in all are among the group that are going to be in town. But there also are some of the top uncommitted prospects in America from both the 2023 and 2024 class. Look, Jenna made it in. She made it she in. She's, she's rocking. Um, so the what a fight with a Wolverine or something on the way here. With the <laughs> I gave it like five seconds before Trevor made a comment about the jeans. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't know it used to be cool. I didn't know it was still cool. Trevor doesn't know style. Don't worry about it. That was cool Don't in the eighties though, so it's all good. It's coming back. So one of the guys that we've talked about the most this week yes. coming in here is Matteo Uyunglele. Yes, younger, younger brother, brother of DJ, yep. the Clemson quarterback. He's a five-star prospect, five-star edge rusher from the 2023 class. A lot of you know. His dad tweeting about Steve Clarkson and tweeting about all the great things that Louisville has been doing, I think, got a lot of Louisville fans' attention because, look, Clemson's a gross program. They do creepy things. Dabo sits on kids' laps. Uh, I'm sure that his, his oldest son going there and not having the type of success that he was hoping for has played a large part in Papa Uyunglele kind, kind of being a little bit upset with Clemson. So we're thinking, cool, their loss is our gain. Mateo's coming here. We'll make a good impression. Maybe we get a commitment. I've heard that he's not going to be making it this weekend. Does he not like barbecue? Maybe I don't know. Maybe not a BBQ fan. I don't know. I mean, he's never had real barbecue. I mean, so that's the. Isn't in California? They got kind of like the hippie taste buds. They eat like fish tacos and stuff like that. Be. It Put sounds salmon in it too, which is nasty. It sounds like Ohio State is in a very good position position Ooh. for Uyunglele Jr. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And maybe I mean that was my intel as far as this afternoon was. Hey, he's probably not coming. So we'll see what happens there. Now the good news. He does go to still go. Is he transferring from John Bosco? Then? He still goes to St. John Bosco. I don't think he's allowed to if he doesn't come to us. Then maybe they'll kick him off the team. I mean, that's part of the criteria. There's there. no longer a spot for the number three edge rusher in America on a high school team if you're not going to go to Louisville. Peace out, buddy. So I don't know if you even remember this, and this is a I, I don't know why I prefaced it that way. Of course you don't remember this. This was like three weeks ago. I hope I remember this so bad. You probably do actually. I think okay. you I, you should remember this. Three weeks ago. Three you. weeks ago. Remember there was a Pierce Clarkson like, ooh, do I spy a future teammate tweet? Oh yeah, we've been we've been here about that longer than three weeks though, haven't we? Not you're thinking of the basketball player. This oh, was a okay. football player we talked about it on the show because it was a picture of four players from 
I believe, the state of Arizona. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah. And we went to, like, each one and, like, saw the recruiting rankings. They're, they're all receivers. They all were big receivers. Well, they were tight ends and, and a couple receivers and, a couple, and, like, a cornerback. Oh, I didn't remember the corner. But the but rankings were really yeah. good. But the one that we were like, okay, if, if, he, if he's singling out, singling out one guy, we want it to be Deuce Robinson because he is five-star, ridiculous, number one tight end in America, top 20 overall prospect. Sounds about right, yeah. Guess who's in town this weekend? Deuce? Deuce Robinson's in town this weekend. Oh, he's the, the deuce is loose, baby. He's the number one tight end in America. He's the number 20 overall prospect in the 2023 class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. And he picked up a future cast prediction to Louisville from Dave Lackford, who doesn't do these things lightly. Here's the, here's the hook with Deuce Robinson. You should dress Dave because he's an Eagles fan. You should. Yeah. And plus he usually gets these right. Yeah, most because he's an Eagles fan. Well, <laughs> neither here nor there, but whatever. Here's the hook with Deuce Robinson. My man wants to play not only football, but baseball in college. Ooh, that's an interesting you – don't, you don't get that too often. So he has been – That's just Bo Jackson, as I can recall, or Frank Thomas maybe. He has been a, a heavy, heavy USC lean during out his entire recruitment. Like so much so that like everybody, every prediction before today was him going to USC. And it's funny because one of the things that you and I – when we, we had the conversation about USC and UCLA making the move to the Big Ten. Yeah. I had this conversation with you. I had it with Sean as well is one of sort of the, the offshoots of this is the secondary sports, namely baseball. UCLA and USC have had proud baseball programs over the years. They're moving now from the Pac-12, which prioritizes baseball, to the Big Ten, which doesn't for obvious reasons. Geography, you can't play that sport year-round. I mean, playing a weekend series in Minnesota in late March is not ideal for a Southern California kid. Yeah, might so want a dome. <laughs> baseball is going to, to suffer those two programs because of this. Plus, also USC, a once-proud program. They haven't been to a College World Series in 20 years. I don't think UCLA's been there in a while, have they? They went there, I think, just a couple years ago. Yeah, they've, they've been pretty good. I think they won a national title in the last I feel like years. I hear California State universities being named in, in, when it comes to college world series but it's never those two it's always like bakerfield fullerton irvine, irvine yeah, yeah the, 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 the big southern, west schools are good yeah exactly but ucla has been been good usc is yeah. good teams they just haven't you know clicked in the i mean ucla was the number one overall seed a few years ago i think too jackie robinson played at ucla great uh regardless <laughs> if it's coming down to and this is a weird thing to say this is one of those comments that you imagine making it 20 years ago if it comes down to usc and louisville if you're a kid looking to play college baseball, Louisville has become the obvious choice. Oh, yeah. For a myriad of reasons. And so with Deuce Robinson, all of a sudden, Dan McDonald, kind of our ace in the hole when it comes to his recruitment on football. So this is potentially the number one side in America, a position where we're going to need a capable replacement. Marshawn Ford, you know, he can't play here forever, even though he's, I think he's, we'll call him a redshirt sophomore, right? Everybody's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, and I was thinking, I. Other than Ford, who's like not even technically a tight end, he's we, technically a halfback. Yeah, Sadapo's never really used the tight end much in his offense, though, does he? He uses it for he uses the H back more for for uh, receiving. He uses the the tight end more for blocking. Deuce like, is listed as a tight end, but he's like I know he was a bigger guy, but I mean, what, do you remember what his weight was roughly? Not that head. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just curious if he could be more of a a bigger wide receiver opposed to actually being listed. I think he'll probably be a tight end. Okay, just based on what I remember from the size, he is a he's a bigger dude for sure. But I remember most of those guys in Arizona being like six four, six five. They were a lot bigger sized wide receivers even. Satterfield, he likes to use the tight end for mostly in the run scheme. Remember Ian Pfeiffer, who whenever he caught a pass, it was for a touchdown. Like he just, you rarely threw the ball to him, but he was mostly a run blocker. He's 6'6", 225. That can be wide receiver. Uh, yeah. yeah. Easily wide receiver. But that's, that's high school weight. You have to assume he's going to put on you would think. poundage once he gets there. I would hope, there. actually, yeah. Ben Satterfield's is going to get him right. He's going to get him big. So I, I think that we had Christian Peterson just transfer uh, a couple of days ago who was – 
a guy that you presumed was going to compete for playing time at the tight end this year. He was a redshirt uh, freshman, sat out last year. Uh, he's gone now. The tight end spot is a little bit it, – it's going to be a little bit thin moving forward. This is a – I mean, again – it's a position where if you're the number one tight end in America, you walk in thinking, I could probably start it from day one right there, uh, regardless of who sticks around and who doesn't. Like, this is a, it's a selling point. This is, it feels very real. Like, we may have the number 20 overall prospect in America I mean, coming to Louisville at some point. If anything, the kid's a high recruit, which is going to make your recruiting class look better, which is going to be used whether he's effective or not, and I hope he is. For sure. It's going to help you in your selling to recruits of other positions that you may or may not have more of a desperate need for. I mean, the, like you said, he's, he's a five-star recruit, right? I mean, high four-star, low five-star. He star. is a five-star. Yeah, I mean, that, that brings your recruiting class up regardless. I mean, whether but no matter what position it is, I mean, I don't care if we're signing four quarterbacks and they're all five-stars. That at least, at least makes your recruiting class look like a top ten probably. That's a great selling point to any other recruit in any other position. It's a weird thing to say that – I'm assuming he's 6 6 2 I wonder if he's a pitcher. I wonder what position he plays in baseball. Whichever one he wants to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's – that's a big dude. I, I mean, mean, we got six, seven shortstops running the major leagues now. I mean, you're, you're talking like that's like Aaron Judge like levels big. I mean, isn't Aaron Judge like six seven. Like, Aaron Judge is six seven. Yeah, like two twenty something. I mean, yeah. by the way, how about uh, Ellie De La Cruz third home run last night, uh, third game winning home run by the Yankees last night. I saw. I mean, wow. not since Mickey Mantle. Still in the yeah, Contreras still in the lineup. Nobody cares about Wilson Contreras. Right? No. She does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Something's going to happen to Wilson Contreras. I'm going to be like, Jen. <laughs> it's going to happen. No. Have, have you seen O'Neill Cruz play baseball, though? The Pirates shortstop? No. Oh, is that the big kid? He's 6'7", who got clocked, like, throwing the ball from, like, made a play in the hole. Yeah, it was a ridiculous, like, the hardest throw the shortstop has made in the history of Major League Baseball. I'm sorry. Imperial, I mean, doesn't it just completely ridiculous? I mean, the, the shortstop, you can't be that. All right. I mean, he's. I mean, he started the All Star game this year. I mean, he's pretty damn good. Pee Wee Reese wasn't tall. <laughs> he's he's awfully good. Uh, but and also, did you and see? Why they call him Pee Wee? <laughs> Trevor, did you see the ball that what? my guy uh, my guy Ellie De-, De La Cruz hit last night? No, that's the, oh, the, red, the top red spot. Yeah, five hundred seventy. You're on Twitter begging him not to screw. They're him going up. to. <laughs> like, like, if, if he makes it to the Reds, it'll be a minor miracle. Blue Jays won again last night. Don't care. Chapman hit two home runs as well. Well done. Great. No one cares about Toronto. We're so so ashamed on. Uh, I've got. Should we drop your trivia pursuit? Damn it! <laughs> Shut up. I've got more thoughts on five hundred two BQ. We can run down some of the other prospects who are in town. Ruben Owens, by the way, in town. It's just just to say that you've got two of the top twenty overall prospects in a class on Louisville's campus at the same time. Nice. You, you want to talk about things that you couldn't imagine having said? I mean, how? Four months ago, I was going to say no, ten years no. ago. Any basically at any time you've been alive. Well, ten years ago, actually, it would have been feasible. It would have been believable. I mean, not but like 2012. Yeah, we no. didn't have that like those caliber. We didn't have five stars. No, but we were we were 11. we were recruiting well we, for we our were standards. Twelve and one record with Charles. So to say we were getting them is believable. But no. even then, like we weren't recruiting at that level. We didn't no, have no, no, no. We've never had a top twenty-five class. We've uh, really? we've had we've had classes that in hindsight. That I mean, that Teddy Bridgewater class was a top five class. If you look at what they did after the fact, but at the time, yeah. no. And this is going to be the first one that, I mean, unless something crazy happens between now and National Signing Day, this is going to be a top twenty-five class. It's more than likely going to be a top ten class. The updated on three rankings have Louisville at number fourteen right now with twenty twenty-three. And this, you add another five star in here who's a top twenty kid nationally. It's. I mean, you'll have to add kids because. The, other, the big schools are going to be are just going to start. Sure, but I'm saying if you add a, a kid of that caliber, it almost guarantees that regardless of who you fill this class out with, you're going to wind up being in the top 20, which is nice. something that, I mean, uh, think about the conversations we were having regarding Scott Satterfield seven months ago, coming off the Air Force and Kentucky losses. And, I mean, I said, 
I said many times this offseason has become unwinnable for Scott Satterfield. He can't win the fan base back until he actually coaches the game on the field. And I did not know that at that point in time, getting some of the best players in America from California was a remote possibility. I just like how when, when, he, when he was able to successfully beg and keep his job with Vince, I said after that, I said, whatever you said to Vince, Sat, use it in recruiting. Clearly, you can sell something. If you were able to sell to keep your job, you obviously know how to use that tongue. Say the right things. And oh, okay. Clearly, well. he, I mean, well, it's silver tongue. Come on. You just had the worst mind today, I swear. I mean, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Not really, no. She'll tell you, never. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. <laughs> just ask any of them. Uh, so, I mean, use that. You, if you can convince someone to stay here, clearly you can convince somebody for anything. I mean, he might be able to give, him, give me five minutes with him. I might be eating a salad for all I know. Ooh. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, so it, that's, that is what I wanted. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting smooth talking sat. Silver tongue sat. STS, baby. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag it. Come on, kids. Oh, my God. On that note, we'll go to our first break here. We're live at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Stop by and see us. We'll be here until 530. We'll come back. A couple other recruiting notes to get to. Uh, we'll also talk a little Malik Cunningham. That's coming up after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. I like the I don't mind you coming here Wasting all my time Cause when you're standing all so near Kinda lose my mind Welcome back in Mike Rutherford Show rolling from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln here in lovely St. Matthews in the heart of Louisville, Kentucky. Trevor Kelsey with me. Intern Jen has made it in. Um, we got the Ryan family here. Everybody's having a great time. Stop by and see us. We're here until 530. Trevor, fresh back from his, uh, his what, segment long cigarette break, which. Well, I didn't. I had to get everything hooked up so I didn't get the, the, the normal amount of nicotine that's in my what body is. before the show. I was wondering because you never do it when we're at the studio, but both times well, when we're on remote, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're like itching. You're like, you're, you're like scratching. You're seeing babies crawling on the ceiling. You've got to get outside and get the. you got to get outside and get the. Spider's heads. Exactly. Like you, you've got to get outside and get well, that nicotine it, fix. It also helps that this is a lot closer to go outside than the other studio. Uh, I mean, is it? I was going to say, it's, it feels like, just because there's not a hallway here, I think it's the exact same amount of steps to get outside. The hallway is really long, man. There's a door. Plus, I'm always through. worried I'm going to see like, two twins at the end of it be like, come play with us. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about the 502 BBQ. Good news and bad yeah. news to start uh, this huge recruiting weekend for Louisville football. Uh, good news, it sounds like we've got Deuce Robinson, the number 20 overall prospect in America, the number one tight end in America on campus, and it seems like there's a good shot that Louisville might be be able to sway him uh, to coming here and playing for the Cardinals. Bad news, it sounds like Mateo Uyunglele not making the trip here. And if he's not making the trip this weekend, he probably ain't making the trip, period. Oh, well, well, and it's probably going to be suiting up for the Buckeyes. Let's do the checklist, okay, for this class. Your mic did just go out. Let's see if that works. We're good. Well, you, you're going to do a checklist. We'll go ahead. We can run down some of the other guys who are in town this weekend. Um, Leviticus Sua, who I mentioned yesterday, another guy out of California. He goes to Matter Day. He's a four-star prospect, inside linebacker, number 236 overall national in this class. Um, if there's a player this weekend who I think 
I do not hear you now. If there's a player this weekend who I think might be swayed into making a commitment, there we go, uh, relatively quickly, whether it's the, the on-campus commitment or if it's the Ruben Owens thing where he comes back after his visit and very quickly you get a commitment, I think it's Stanquan Clark. Circle that one. Four-star linebacker out of Miami. He's the number 141 overall prospect in this 2023 class. I think Louisville is trending very heavily for him, and he is another. I mean, that's a, another top 150 kid. I mean, okay. potentially committing this program. So here's what I want to check this up. Okay, in terms of four or five stars. Now you sound like you're doing the show from the bathroom. Yeah, I know. Give We've me a kid, second. We're we sent it. Trevor to the, the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln bathroom. <laughs> He's got to do it from a stall now. That's how it works here. New, new, new smelled too, the, the cigarette smoke was too much uh, for him. Now he's trying again. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get back with Trevor in a second. Uh, Adam Moore is on campus. He's a three-star wide receiver out of Miami Northwestern, a high school that Louisville's had great success with over the years. Teddy Bridgewater went there. A number of other prospects went check, there. Check, check. There you go. I mean, no, you know what's sad is I feel like I'm teasing this checklist thing, and it's not that good. It's not. We know. So, <laughs> so I tell you what, let me, let me finish running down these, okay. and then we can get to your checklist. Uh, Joseph Mapoy is a, a three-star, another linebacker out of Archbishop Carroll, another powerhouse school in Washington, D.C. Ruben Owens, one of the commits, who's uh, the seven commits who are going to be in town this weekend, DeAndre Moore, Pierce Clarkson, you know these names, Aaron Williams, Luke Burgess, uh, Jahil McClain, Raekwon Adkins. Uh, the other name that, that we were talking about earlier this week, TJ Capers, the number three overall prospect in America, had originally been set to take a visit here this weekend. I don't think that's happening either. I don't think he or Mateo Uyunglele are going to make it on campus unless something has changed, what, which what, is, is possible. What happened with Capers? Is he going somewhere else now? I don't know. That, I mean, I actually mentioned that a couple of days ago. Was that that was the report that was out there that Capers was was no longer going to make it to campus? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Okay. But Peyton Woodard is going to be making it on campus. Twenty twenty four prospect, who's the number eleven overall player in that class. Another line, uh, safety, I should say. And guess where he's from? St. John Bosco. Because that's just where we that's where we groom them. We love Bosco. It's our crew. Uh, 2024. I mean, you're looking at the 2024 class. You've got the number uh, I just mentioned with uh, Woodyard, the number 11 overall prospect. You've got the number 59 overall prospect in Dylan Stevenson, who's a linebacker. You've got the number 71 overall prospect in Kingston Vili. That's the name I can't pronounce. Viliamu Asa. Uh, oh, you can't of, pronounce it. We're screwed. Out of St. John Bosco, you've got Marcellus Williams, who's another St. John Bosco kid, number 102 overall. You've got Jalen Harvey, number 190 overall, another linebacker. You got Isaac Brown, who's a three-star kid out of Homestead in Miami. I mean, this is as like I said, star-wise, rating-wise, this weekend actually stacks up to be more important and bigger and better than that gigantic weekend of June 17th well, we from last month. Just keep out doing ourselves. We just keep, you know, wait, wait till the balloon glow gets in. We really bring out the. Red that's the carpet. time. That's the time when the kids get all excited. Yeah, I mean the chow wagon's going to be lit, as the kids like to say. How many planes are we giving these kids? Is the question now. I mean, they're giving them jets, honey. Hand them out. They're flying them around town. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they're not getting like little mini size, like you get the cheap candy bars at the at the at the, at the ghetto housing on trick or treat. No, we're going to the. We're going, bars. To, we're going to the we're going to the houses, yeah. With they have like gates at the front of the neighborhood and stuff. We're getting full Milky Way bars, full bars, eight little individual squares. Yes, that's what yeah, we're doing. That's, that's what how we're doing. doing it. What if we give these kids boats? <laughs> we do have a river, right? Get them out there on the Ohio. I mean, it's jet skis, boats. What? Really? Really? They're listening to the show, Jenna. Don't don't you're, don't you're talk really about the, the quality of the. Uh, she's booing the quality of the Ohio River, which I. Well, I, I, yeah, but it's just it's. That's, that's I wasn't going to say why I preferred boat to jet ski in the Ohio, but that's that's it's my just, answer. It's who, officially oh. voted as the most polluted river in the United States. I think recently. Oh, sweet, we're number one. We're number one. <laughs> if you couldn't tell with your eyes, but see, it's not our fault because the Ohio River, you know, is pretty long. I mean, I, I blame the people, good people, Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh's fault. It's Pittsburgh's fault. There's still yeah. stuff in there all the time because it does. You know, because you know, you know, crap flows south. Correct. So I mean, that's that's what it is. It's all Pittsburgh's fault. 
I could not agree more. Yeah. That's why we have to beat them in every sport every year. Yeah, that's how it works. Now, get, what's this checklist? Okay, that you have? so so Br- Br- I want you to get back to the page you were just on. Okay, because I want to go through. Okay, by the position. So four star and above guys that we have already signed or are in good favor with in terms of coming to these these next couple of events. The quarterback check. Check. Running back. Ruben Owens is in town. Check. Check. Wide receiver. DeAndre Moore is in town. Check. Tight end. Deuce Robinson had not committed, but he's in town. F- offensive line. Offensive line, Luke Burgess is in town. Check. Check. Defensive line. Defensive line, eh, um, I eh. don't know if we have – we got a lot of linebackers in town. Okay. Got, Dylan Stevenson is a defensive end who's the four-star. He's the number 59 overall prospect in the 2024 so class. So at least one. Check. There you go. Linebacker, we already established. Linebackers, we got like 50 of them. Yeah, some of those guys could probably put their hand in the dirt, maybe move down. I think that's a safe assessment. More likely. All right. The secondary, say, corners or safety. Aaron Williams, the, the number one cornerback in this class that so we've got signed, is is in town. We've got a couple of other safeties in town. We've got – yeah, we're, we're good. That's, that's literally – I've just named you everything. Yeah. And we're, we, we've checked it out now. With the exception of kicker and punter, but we got a punter from Australia, so that's like getting a five-star. Let Bassett be Bassett. If we let him punt the way he wants to. Let him do his thing. And don't we have a kicker? I mean, I know we've got, obviously, Turner still here, but didn't we bring in a kicker that was? Well, we've got, I think that the the Long snap. Brock uh, Hempelstead, or I can't remember his last name, is I think he's competing with James Turner for the starting spot. Okay. And it, my intel says that he is actually, right now, your, your starting place kicker. Okay. And we don't know, but... We don't want to start reading, but it's a kicker. As long as he can get it from And 50, we've got both those guys for at least two more years after this. So, I mean, I mean the, the future's so bright, we got to wear Shady Rays. And we know we've got Shy, the long snapper. The yeah, long snapper there's transfer. your long snapper. And Patrick's over here like, long snapper. We've got, we we got, got one. transfer long snapper from Arkansas State. Asking Best, you shall receive. His name's Shy. That's all that matters. S-H-A-I. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. If I ever fall again. If I love again. I ever Screw up a long snap again. And he knew, he knew that we talked about it, and he embraced it on Twitter, which made me like him even more. <laughs> really? He's probably my favorite player on the team already. I like Shy. Yeah, Shy's awesome. That doesn't play every time they come out to do a – the ball him long snapping, and then I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, Texture says five, uh, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. Texture says, what has more S-word, uh, the Ohio or Trevor's yard? <laughs> well, Ohio's – oh, come on. That's not even fair because Ohio's so much bigger. Like, get, give me more yard and more dogs and let me have a fair fair fight in this, okay? But yeah, I love that you make it a competition that you want to win. <laughs> of course I want to win. Who doesn't want to win? But you vehemently defend the fact that your dog, your, your yard isn't covered in dog crap, and now it's you're not. like, well, then why are you saying if you had more yard, you could beat the Ohio? <laughs> because he gave me a challenge, and I want to beat it. <laughs> Texas says, quick, Mike, get your thoughts out before Trevor's mic starts working again. <laughs> Just our boss found that funny. Texas says, <laughs> I, was dr- I was driving during your strip club discussion yesterday and had a story to share but couldn't text. Since you guys always discuss KRC texts when you get them, I decided to save it and send it this morning during <laughs> KRC to see if they could recognize a Rutherford show text when they got it. I love it. Take a listen in the last 10 minutes of KRC for an okay laugh. I will do that. I'll check that out, yeah. Uh, Joey Deming apparently states that Deuce can be a wide receiver. Yeah, 6'6", 225. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> even <laughs> nice. Even if we even if we use him as sort of a now the weight in the halfback role of Marshawn Ford, he can play that role. But the height size, I mean, six six four, six five, six six wide receivers are not that uncommon. No, I mean Drake London just recently the the, the top pick out of USC six five two twenty, and exactly. But again, that's you know 
after several years of college, putting yeah, on weight. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's, you he's, assume he's, I, he's a third-year player. And I mean, you can find pictures of Deuce Robinson online. Like he is, he looks the part of like he is a very large, very sculpted, very. Um, he's also listed physically two, ready to play in the ACC type kit. I mean, if his weight on rivals is two twenty-five, and he's probably two fifteen anyway. Yeah, I mean, or two forty. Mm. <laughs> you never really know for sure. They, 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 they do like to fluctuate between the two. They never like meet in the middle, right? I think that he. I mean, even if he is technically listed as a tight end, like he could be a Colicatini tight end who's basically. I mean, Hickettini was basically a wide receiver when he yeah, was Yeah, 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 yeah. I would assume that they would use him heavily in the passing game regardless of where he lines up and what he's referred to, same way that they're doing with Marshawn Ford, right? I mean, Marshawn Ford was a leading wide receiver last year. Yeah, Ford's just a lot more, so much more smaller. He's like he's like 6'1", 6'2". I yeah. Think. yeah. Scooter Dingus says the – Scooter Dingus still text. He says the strip club text makes so much more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what it said now. Much more. Let me pause the show and I'm just going to listen to that. <laughs> Scooter Dingus also points out that like playing football and baseball, he's like, Kyler Murray did both, Trev. There's no reason to go all the way back to Bo Jackson. <laughs> which is which is very fair. The guy who's been like probably the most yeah. talked about athlete in America this week is, is very famously did, a guy who did, did both. You, speaking of which, did you see they pulled their studying? Yeah. I mean, did, did they did they feel a backlash or something? I think so. I love Kyler. Why? Like you you clearly you're getting the guy two hundred thirty million dollars. I think you can ask for four extra hours of study time a week. I don't think that's really out of the question, is it? I think the most overlooked aspect of this whole saga is that Kyler Murray clearly didn't read his contract. No. <laughs> because he wouldn't have been this pissed off about it if he'd known it was coming. And you know what? And that's part of this. That's kind of the whole problem. It kind of comes around full circle. Exactly. Now, did you see his press conference yesterday? Yeah. He, I told with you he was pissed. With his easy money shirt. And, yeah. Uh, talking about, like, I dominated high school He's without. sensitive about like, this. I'm glad you were good enough athlete to dominate high school football without doing prep work. It sort of reminds <laughs> me of the, the takes about how when the Adidas scandal happened, like Rick Pitino, they're like, well, you know, he actually – he, he's the only coach who's not aware of what's going on. Like, he has no idea what's going on in his program. And you're like, well, on one hand, cool. On the other hand, this is why we're here. Like, this is part of the problem. This is why we got into this position. Like, it's not re- It's a defense to an extent. The Cardinals backing down to this and taking it out is why the Cardinals are the Cardinals and why they've spent the last 80 years and never won a title in the NFL. That's fair. It's why they're the Cardinals. It's why they are who they are. It's a very Lions move. It is a Lions move. Yeah. Texas says when Brom takes over this loaded class after next year, he may make the playoff in his first season. Oh, I cannot wait. He is just licking his chops at this. He's, he's going to send Scott a sad a bucket, of, like a basket of muffins, and be like, thanks, buddy. Scott, you want this to stop? Deliver me a championship. You want this to stop, Scott? <laughs> Got to beat Syracuse, man. Yeah, I mean, Got to start, yeah, start beating Syracuse. What happens? <laughs> We've talked a lot about, like, the overall demeanor of the fan base if we lose that game to Syracuse. Imagine that show. That Monday. Imagine yourself in particular. I mean, it's going to be. Well, we're not going to be here because it's a Labor Day. Well, we'll do a show. If they lose to Syracuse on Saturday, we're doing. We do a show. If they lose to Syracuse on Saturday, we're doing a show on Sunday. We might have to do a show on Sunday. It might we be we may just show. do a Sunday show. Screw emergency podcast with, with podcast Trevor. On the offset, no. we may have to do If they win by like 60, we're probably going to do a show on Monday. So we're, I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Where does it, where do we fall? So if we don't, if we don't, if we don't cover, but we win, if we win by like a, like like ten to fourteen points, we're not doing a show. Okay, we can save those thoughts for Tuesday. I thought I, mean, I thought I was going to be rooting for the game to win by three to gambling. I'm now I'm just going to be like, come on, fourteen, score late, get me off on Monday. <laughs> Texas says Trevor quote the deuce is loose, baby. How did Mike not burst out laughing when Trevor said that? Yeah, really, I, I, I expected that's low hanging fruit though. That's oh, yeah, no. that's come on, that's. I would expect that. I hope he wears 22 because he'd be the double deuce. 
Uh, Plummy Bro texted in. Again, this is the flip side. This is KRC text during our show. So we have to read it. That's the Mike Rutherford Show rule. If you text KRC with Kentucky questions from 3 to 6, I'm going to read your text on air. I'm going to respond to it sarcastically. Um, but I've got no idea what this means. Texas says, Plummy Bro 1 says, how many honey buns do you all think you could eat if you were starving? Ooh, boy. I used to eat honey buns a lot in high school. That was my go-to get. Uh, we had the, the, you know, the machine that was in the janitor's uh-huh. room. I'd sneak in there, and that was my, my go-to was the honey bun. The vending uh, machine was in the janitor's room at Wagner? Yeah. Seems like a, that's a, a poor choice in layout. I know, that, that, it's not like in the cafeteria? No. The only thing in the cafeteria was the Hawaiian punch machine. That poor janitor. Like Every time he's just like looking for like a five-minute break in there. Some oh, kids snot-nosed going, kid just oh, storms no, kids, in there. There was, like four, there was like three vending machines and two soda machines in there. And kids were constantly going in and out of there. That would suck. Yeah. Um, how many honey buns can I eat? I'm, I mean, starving? I'd say... 15? 15's a lot. I mean, maybe, maybe now you're right. Maybe 10. I'd say 10. Okay. You, how many do you think you could eat? You're I mean, skinnier, but I mean, you can't None right eat. now. None right now, but it's, let's say you come wake up tomorrow and you're automatically cured. And I'm good? Yeah. Um, and they're like, now you can eat honey buns. I mean. Like, is this like before I throw up? Well, yeah, because I think throwing up is disqualification okay. in most eating contests. I bet you get like eight. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, are we talking like also? Are we talking like the cheap honey buns out of the machine? I'm talking like. like, like are we going to go up to Milwaukee and get some like really? I'm good talking like honey gas bun. station honey bun. Yeah, like you I get, have a little package. Not the not the mega ones either. The regular right, size. the regular yeah. size. I think I could do ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Texas says intern Jenna didn't quit after Wednesday, did she? No, she's here. No, she's still here. Yeah. Took her Trevor five seconds to make a comment about her jeans. <laughs> So, I mean, did you expect anything less? No, I did, when she was walking over, I'm like, Trevor's okay. going to say something. She knew something. that, too, coming in. She had, I guarantee she thought that out. Texas says, what's up with the massive sound improvement? You need live remotes every day. Do we sound better here than we do in the studio? Do we really? Jenna, Jenna, <laughs> Jenna says it We sound better. I mean, is our equipment here better than our in-studio equipment? <laughs> I mean, the evidence is melting. Or maybe it's just the, the ambiance here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. This it is what they do. That, yeah. This is what they it, do for it brings you. it out in us, yeah. This is what they can do for your car. It's what they do for it's our radio Patrick show. Patrick thinks it's him. It's Pat, not Patrick you, thinks, but it's he him. thinks it's him. It's, it could, we have two interns here. Maybe that's what it is. Incredible. Uh, Texas says the YouTube camera is right next to the call in line. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We at least got a couple of calls in before the phones went completely. Dude, yeah, we did. We had Leo. We had. Leo called uh, like twice. We had the guy who hated everyone but Adam Dunn. That guy was. No, Adam Duvall. <laughs> Adam Duvall, my bad. Uh, I was like, right. do you have anything nice to say? Like, with anything Louisville Sports? He's like, Adam Duvall's leading the National League in home runs. I was like, well. I think that guy still calls, by the way. <laughs> that was one of the. Out of the four calls we were able to get, my dad got through one. And there was the one guy who could call in for whatever reason from Wasn't his car, but could never get through when he was. Calling from home. I think that was Leo. Was that Leo too? I think that was Leo. I think Leo was the one that could only get through on his cell phone. Yeah. But his home phone would just send him to like a Dairy Queen or something. Yeah. Like the same number. It's weird. Uh, Texas, it may have been said yesterday. I actually didn't hear you say this, but this is another addition to the Trevor 365 word expression calendar of a day. God knows what it is. Texas, it may have been said yesterday, but add (laughs) burned in eulogy to the list of Trevor (laughs) sayings. Ooh, I don't get what's wrong with that. Burned in effigy is, is the saying. Oh, it is? <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> I've been saying that for like 30 years. 
mean, Nobody said a word to me ever. Was this? I don't know if this was from the same conversation where you talked about eulogizing, having to give eulogies at funerals. Before. No, that was a couple days ago. So you should you clearly you know what a eulogy is. Uglia, uh, what are you <laughs> saying? <laughs> you know what a eulogy is, and yet you still said burned in eulogy. I did. Wasn't that like when you when you lay burns on somebody in a eulogy? No, when you burn somebody in effigy, it's when like there's like a yeah yeah that's what I meant their yeah. likeness and you yeah. oh yeah. I'll be damned. You learn something new every day. There you go. Uh, Texas well, said, I got a lot of. I got, just, now think about it. It does explain a few looks I've gotten in life. Uh, Texas <laughs> says, if Louisville goes 6-6 six and six and Purdue goes 4-8, and eight, can you fire Stat and hire Brom? Yes. Yeah, can you? Well, first of all, a man like of God-like qualities like Jeff Brom doesn't go 4-8. and eight, Okay. Hasn't he gone 4-8 and eight before there? Not, not, not on purpose. That <laughs> <laughs> was on accident. Uh, but no, he won't go four and eight. So don't worry. You don't have to worry about that. Now, if he goes, say they say like we go both go six and six, then yes, yeah, still, still, Brom is still quality. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's better than him going than Jeff going four and eight. Well, I'm glad you're good at math. That Trinity education paid off there, buddy. I like that you said, Money well spent. I like that you said he definitely should be hired if he goes 4-8. and eight. And if he goes 6-6, six and six, then then still. I'm like, well, yeah, that would be <laughs> – that's two wins more than he would go 4-8. and eight. <laughs> He goes 8-6? and six? The remote. He goes 8-4? and four? Hire him. Yeah, if he, go, if he goes undefeated, yes, yeah, still. I, I still think you go with Brom. If he wins the playoff, I, this is going to be crazy. I still think Brom's the guy. Take a seat and calm down now. <laughs> pull, pull back the reins there. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, now, now we start getting lower, and like Patrick goes 3-9 or maybe 2-2 two and, two and whatever, 10. I, I, I just know that that happens. It's be, not because of coaching. It's because he's down to, like, walk-ons only on the roster. So, yes, we still do it. The remote's bringing out the best of the unintentional Trevorisms today. The, the what is? The, un, the remote is. Oh, yeah. I think it's good. It is an interesting did I, did thing, I though. Did I say something else wrong again? No, well, I mean, just now, yeah, what we were just talking about. Okay. If if you're Scott Satterfield next year and you're trending towards having the disaster scenario of the awkward season where you go six and six, seven and five, God forbid, five and seven, and it comes down to this man clearly isn't getting it done on the field, and in a normal situation, he's gone. It's four years. You've got a around 500 record that's not good enough here for Louisville, but you've got this recruiting class waiting in the wings. If you're Scott Satterfield and you're trending that direction. I think you secretly, whether you admit it or not, you start rooting against Purdue on a weekly basis. Because you know, like, the only name that, the reason why Louisville fans were so adamant and so willing to part ways with Scott Satterfield, and you can, you can say you weren't that way in December, but, like, we know. Like, we saw the reaction, I saw the reaction, I've heard the reaction. Most Louisville fans were ready to make the trade, if possible, when that time after the Air Force game. The reason why is because you had an obvious candidate that you felt strongly about waiting in the wings. And make it clear, if it wasn't for Braum, I would be okay with bringing Sat back. To and I, I think most Louisville fans yes. are in that boat. And so if you're talking about, if you're Scott Satterfield and you're trending in that direction where it's like, ugh, some people aren't going to be happy with keeping me, but they might keep me around just because of this recruiting class. I think you have to be like, man, I hope Purdue goes two and ten or three and nine, just so every fan. Because if Purdue goes like nine and three this year, and has another, oh. and they're way better than us, and Sat gives us another whatever season, then those same murmurs are going to be out there regardless of who you wind up signing in this class. But if he doesn't, then it's going to be people will point to the overall record that Purdue. I mean, and did, all that Purdue stuff. did Purdue even have a better? I mean, they were only five hundred last year, weren't they? They went eight and five, right? Did they eight and five? Okay, they went seven and five and then beat Tennessee in the bowl game. I knew they beat Tennessee bowl game, but were without all their starters. That's why I right. couldn't remember what their. I thought they were maybe six and six or seven and five. But they also they've done the they've done the one thing that Satterfield has not was. been able to do. They've won. Were they nine and four? Did they? Okay. Okay. You'd know better than I would. But 
Brom at Purdue has done the one thing that Satterfield, one of the things that Satterfield has failed to do here, win games of consequence. Because, you know, I, th- I think Jeff consequence, is... Consequence, regular game, it doesn't matter with Satterfield right now. You've got to avoid like, them all. The overall record for Jeff at Purdue is very similar to, to Scott's here at Louisville. But Jeff has beaten, I think, three top five teams. Yeah, he's beaten Ohio State once at least, yeah. And he's... He's done his he's, he's done his rivalry. He's he's yep. he's handled the rivalry there with Indiana more times than not. No. Statterfield, I think he you know they beat Wake Forest when they were ranked on the road in his first season. But that's still you know it's it's beating Wake Forest. And, and they're who, like twenty fourth. Who was twenty fourth in a shootout in a game? By the way, you almost gave up. People forgive me. But wasn't that the game we were up big? And, and they they still they came up like, like wine about like, the onside kick. Yeah, they scored like twenty eight straight on us yeah. to come back. And yeah. So like you've got that in your back pocket, but outside of that, like you've. You haven't beaten Clemson. You come close. You have not come within you know five thousand points of beating Kentucky. You haven't beaten any of the other like you've beaten Florida State, but they've been whatever Florida State teams. You haven't beaten the, the top twenty five opponents that you played in conference or out of conference. You got blown out by Ole Miss. Um, Notre Dame handled you both times they played. No, the one they was were close. close. Yeah, they, they were closer than you expected them to be, but still, like it never really. You, you didn't win those games. No, no. Like the one was like twelve seven or whatever. Yeah. And I think every time Jeff has a game that like leads Sports Center when Purdue upsets and the fans are on the field and he's being interviewed, it's just like that sticks with fans. And I think that's going to continue to happen until Satterfield does has a season where he, like twenty nineteen, overachieves dramatically. Well, and Bra- kind of puts Bra- that in everybody's back Bra- rearview mirror. Pointed out went to a bowl game last year and beat an SEC team with, like, his four-string squad, and we can't get within 40 points of an SEC team with our A-team. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, that's just the bottom line is that, you know, I mean, it, he's, Sat's doing great, you know, playing the, the Billy Madison role, beating everybody in basketball while he's still in third grade, but when he gets to high school, he's getting, you know, putting porn on his head and, and his underwear pulled up. The guy who uh, the guy says, no, that was me. It was caller Joe. I could get in my cell phone while at work, but apparently nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. My bad. I forgot. We don't know how the, the phones it's, it's The phones have a mind of their own, man. They do. They do. Uh, we have to go to break. I, I've quit trying to reason with them. They have, we have to go to break. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. We'll talk about ACC players talking anonymously about Malik Cunningham. I will take more of your texts about the recruiting weekend, maybe a little DJ Wagner update of the day. We'll see if we have time. All that stuff's happening here on the Mike Rutherford Show, live from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, here on 1450 The Big Ups. Trevor's going with all car songs. Let the good times roll. Because we are out here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Reminder. Get it? Get it? Got I it. love it. Yeah. I think it's well done. Our order banks are now open over here. Come get the vehicle exactly the way you want it at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. New inventory is arriving daily here uh, on our X, A, X, and Z plans on ordered units. It's all happening here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. If Trevor was going to buy a new car, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be shopping around here. But you're not in need of one right now. You may be some, sometime soon. Not in need yet, but you know, I can always you use need a tire. new tire. I can't. I got, no, I got new tires. I haven't put the spare. You still back. have the one with the spare on the yeah, back. The spare's on the. It's still in the trunk. Yeah, I haven't like. You have it. Yeah, it's in the back. You I won't just, do it. I don't yeah. know how. To, I don't know how. I don't know how to attach it though. It's like, so. a YouTube video. Yeah, no, I didn't. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I should rephrase that. 
I don't want to attach it. <laughs> I don't care enough to attach it. It's there, okay? Is it that? I do notice that, like. It doesn't look good. I know, and I, I, I'm just I'm being nice. I did, no, <laughs> thanks. Um, I hate to see the bad, the mean version of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it looks like crap. Dingus. It doesn't look good. <laughs> I have noticed, like as I drive around, like I'm the only one I've ever seen that doesn't have the spare on the back. The yeah, hubcap the, thing. Yeah, I'm like the. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a vanity person. What can I say? Yeah. I'm, I'm not like uh, the rest of you all. Has to have everything vanity and it look good. And, you know, committing your See, sins of vanity. I, again, that's you, not me. you use that voice, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't do what you think it's doing. We're not talking about vanity. We're talking about having a spare tire on the back of your car. Ooh, I'm normal. Mike. I have my spare tire. I have on a normal. I've got a working steering Ooh, wheel. Look at I've me. Got, I'm Mike. My power steer. I can turn left in my car. See, Ooh. When you use that voice, that's 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 what you sound like. That's the way it sounds. Uh, reminder, we've got uh, Carlin Insider coming up after us today at 5.30 to 6.30. And then we've got Louisville Bats coverage. The Bats, unfortunately, last night, the four-game win streak got snapped. Well, in fairness, though. The game was cut short by rain. Yes, and if it had not been cut short by rain, I can almost guarantee you they would have come back from that 6 nothing deficit in the sixth inning. I say let's call it. I say five in a row. They would have won last night. I think they would have. Their I, winners that's why of Columbus <laughs> was like, we don't want to play anymore. We know they're going to come back in the ninth. So. They're winners of five straight. Make it on out to the ballpark tonight. should be a, a lovely night. It's Margarita Madness. $5 yeah. margaritas at Slugger Field uh, featuring number one tequila. Do you get it? You only need one. You only need one. Uh, we love uh, number one tequila. We love Mag- Margarita Madness night at Slugger Field. And we'll have the coverage for you right here. 635 coverage starts, 705 first pitch. Nick Curran on the game call as always. It's like bro day got rained out. Well, if you were in a bro tank, you made it out there. You got at least like six innings of fun last night. I saw some bros in the rain. There was videos of that <laughs> online. The bro tanks. Wearing their bro tanks, $7 tickets. Was Aaron Rodgers out there looking all bro like he was going up to the uh Looking like, camp? Uh, you know, uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, Cameron Poe. Had that look. Yeah, had that look rocking. Put the bunny in the box. Texas, I'm trying to make a bet on tonight's game. Trevor, are you on the bats call tonight? <laughs> no, I'm not. Jim in, uh, at the home studios right now, getting us on the air, pushing all those right buttons. He I, will be doing I think I am. Tonight. I don't know. <laughs> well, there goes my confidence level. Let's see what this one does. There's the voice of Jim. That was perfect. Uh, Texter says, uh, just to, to recap the, the conversation we had before the break about uh, Satterfield and Brom and all that stuff, uh, Texter says, what if Satterfield goes 6-6? Six and six? What do you think about uh, Deion Sanders if Brom rejects us? <laughs> I don't think, I mean. Isn't Dion being groomed to take the Florida State job when they have to fire Norvell? I, would, I think that's sort of the assumption. There. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they're going to give what Norvell one more year there, probably. Probably. And I think anything short of like nine wins, they're probably just going to fire him. I mean, they're going to set the bar pretty high. I mean, they should. I mean, at this point, they've been the bar's been way too low for Florida State Sanders to begin with. I think you're right. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think uh, you know, at a place like that. Plus, that's, they've had a lot of turmoil there with the with. With his players haven't liked him. Yeah, I mean he had a lot of problems with all the guys leaving when he got there, and they're not recruiting at a level that I think is. I mean they're probably getting good. I would like to. Th- it's scary because they probably get recruits that we probably would just like head over heels over, and they're just. Well, yeah, but still, it's Florida State. Yeah, it's, it's a program that's yeah. won multiple national titles, has been relevant in you know anybody who's listening to this. They've been relevant in your lifetime, and they should never have an yeah. extended period of time where they're just average. I mean they had their. Bowl streak snapped, which was like what, like fifty-eight consecutive bowl yeah. game appearances. I mean, they were they were the dominant pro. I mean, dominant, dominant, but cl- close to dominant program, elite level program, from roughly eighty-five, eighty-six until just what right twenty thirteen. Jimbo left. Yeah, I mean, they had, when when we came into the ACC, they were fresh off a national title. Yeah, and they made the playoff that first year. They still 2014. were like, and had Jameis Winston, who was a Heisman winner. Like, it's 
like their fall from grace has kind of coincided with our joining the ACC. You're welcome. Did we make this happen? Kind of. They're like, we got to rid of these people. We avoid, We tried to get away from these people when we went from the Metro to the ACC back in the 90s. We just haunt these guys <laughs> yeah. wherever we go. That's how it works. And now they're doing the same to our basketball program. But yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, let's talk. Uh, the, the ACC kickoff last week, we're still getting, you know, Riders get so much information for this that you start seeing quotes and stories spilling over for like three weeks because you gotta you gotta stretch it out as much as you can. We still got a long ways to go, relatively speaking, until kickoff starts. But at the AC Media Day, the USA Today crew that was there, they polled the players who were in attendance. They they asked them a number of different questions. They asked most overrated player in the conference, most underrated player in the conference, rowdiest fan base, best stadium, all that sort of thing. The and we're only talking about this because it's going to include a local player, obviously. But they were asked the most underrated player. There were a number of different responses, but the player who came up the most was local quarterback Malik Cunningham. But over or under? Under. I would have actually assumed he might have been more voted for over. He got no votes for overrated, most overrated player. Underrated would have been Marshawn, Marshawn Ford to me. Uh, Louisville, Yassir Abdullah actually did get, was mentioned, was one of the other players mentioned for most underrated player in the conference, which I think makes sense. Okay. But here's what uh, USA Today said. They said, despite consecutive losing seasons, the Cardinals' starting signal caller hasn't gone unnoticed by the rest of the conference, which is loaded with talent at the position. For some, Cunningham stands out and deserves more attention. A quote from an anonymous ACC defensive player said, he's not always regarded as a great passer, but he has a really, really strong arm, and I think he has great control of that offense. He's always a challenge to face. He's a matchup nightmare. Um, Okay, I mean, I get, yeah. As I mentioned, like uh, Sean, Sean the Tucker, the that. running back at Syracuse, got some votes. Zay Flowers, the receiver at Boston College, who had a number of apparently like NIL deals to transfer to other schools and chose to stay home at BC. Uh, he was mentioned. So you're in some good company. But Malik Cunningham, the most underrated player in the ACC, according to his his peers. That's got to feel good. Yeah, I don't know. If, I just don't know if he can qualify. Well, you hate Malik, so. No, it's not just I hate Malik. It's just if I'm an underrated guy, I feel it's somebody that just doesn't get enough credit. And I think Malik does get a decent amount of credit. What he does, and rightfully so, he's earned. But he was—I mean, he wasn't even last year. He wasn't even honorable mention All ACC. Yeah, but that's also because he's. We're so loaded at the quarterback position. Hence I mean, him being underrated. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's why, I mean, you're not going to vote for Devin Leary, who's preseason all first-team conference. You're not going to vote for yeah. But um, that's the argument that you could say Brennan Armstrong or, or Hartman's underrated. Then. But they were the other all-conference quarterbacks last year. Oh, okay, because there's three. Yeah. Cunningham got no votes. I'm talking about going into this year preseason-wise. So. Yeah, uh, in, in terms of most overrated, only two players got votes for that. The winner was the previously mentioned on the show Clemson quarterback DJ yeah. Uyunglele. That's what would have been my guess, too, yeah. The only other player who got votes was actually NC State quarterback Devin Leary, not Dennis. Well, see, Dennis or Devin, either one, that, that doesn't deserve a vote. I mean, his stats alone deserve the rating he deserves all that. I was surprised that he got any votes, but I'm sure there's some people who just, because he's so highly regarded. They're the only two people voted for? Only two people who got votes. People are just scared to say overrated. I think they're just scared to do it. Yeah, but also, like you they're said... Just trying, they're walking on eggshells with their peers, and I guess that's fine, but if it's anonymous, then why? But sort of like you said, there aren't... Like, like Leary's the only guy who's getting a, a ton of love right now, preseason-wise. Like, you've got a lot of good players in that conference, and as a result, you can kind of say... It's hard to say anybody's overrated because, like, Brennan Armstrong isn't making all-conference. He's not getting... He's, he only got, like, 16 votes for conference player of the year yeah. preseason. Like, you can say, if it was, maybe if Kenny Pickett was back this year after doing what he did, maybe somebody would say he was overrated. But it's, you don't have those, like, Trevor Lawrence caliber personas. Like, as good as, as strong as the AC is, is at that position, you don't have a whole lot of, like, Heisman favorites. I mean, I know, I know you think I hate Malik, and I don't. You do. I, well, when he's missing wide open receivers, I, he, he's not my favorite person. But, I mean, for the most part, I do, I do like Malik, and, you know, except when I get his last name wrong. 
And what does he call him? I call Malik Williams sometimes. Yeah. I do that all the time. Uh, but Malik Cunningham, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't say I wouldn't really say he's under overrated. I mean, I think he's just in that perfect spot where I mean, I think he gets the accolades he probably he does deserve and has deserved, at least especially after playing last year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't you know. go fight these ACC players, Trevor. I do now. Just fight them. Honestly, I th- again, I think Ford is the should be the number one underrated guy. There's a guy who is a huge part of this team. I know you know that. I know that. The, the team knows that. You know, and I, I think honestly, and sadly, I'd say it, if he was on a better skill position team, he'd be a guy to be getting a lot more credit. And I think he deserves all the credit he gets. Yeah. I'm a huge Marshawn Ford guy. What can I say? I mean, everybody is. I, I, I mean, feel like he, guys, when, when, I know it's cliche to say he's the heart and soul of a team, but I think he is. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I think he defines what Scott Satterfield wants the program to be about, a guy who came here without a scholarship and now has emerged into arguably, you know, if not the biggest threat in your offense, certainly yeah, one just, of the top threats. Nice guy on offense. I mean, you can put him – Put him out a little bit wide. You can put him in short. You can put him behind the quarterback. You, mean, you can move him around. I mean, he also, like, to be fair, was all ACC player last year. Okay. Like, well, like I mean, did receive that recognition where Malik didn't even get a vote. Um, I think that yeah. – but if you wanted to vote Marshawn Ford, certainly, I, I would – You're not going to argue it. I would not argue that. Also, Yasir Abdullah. I mean, we mentioned he's the leading returning sack man in uh, the ACC and was not named preseason all-conference at linebacker. Um, he probably fits that mold as well. It doesn't know me the way two people got overrated votes. It's like, come on, people, just don't be afraid to say something how you feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think – they're anonymous, so I don't think that that's an issue. But. Exactly, that's the point. If it's anonymous, then why is it? It surely doesn't stop uh, defensive coordinators from giving their feelings about Lamar Jackson. Well, you're acting like they, 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 this wasn't their honest vote. Like, maybe they actually just thought that those two guys are the most overrated in the conference. That's giving out participation trophy attitude. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, like, we're overrated. How oh, do you know DJ that they thought Uli. differently? See, yeah, exactly. Your vote is DJ Uyengwe. I think he should have got more than two votes, though. <laughs> he got more than two votes. He got the oh, most. He, he won. The votes. Okay. Yeah, only two players got yeah, votes. Voted, yeah. Um, what do you think that they said was the rowdiest fan base in the ACC? Ooh. Um, I mean, I would. It should be maybe Florida State, but I don't think it is right now. No, not Florida State. Well, I would think it should be, but it's not because they're down. Have you seen their stadium recently? Yeah, and that's what I meant. Yeah, they're down. It's a front-running fan base. You're right. You're right. It is. Um, yeah, you're, you're actually dead on right on that one. Um, if I had to say that, then I would say, God, is it Clemson? It's Clemson. I mean, but but I mean, I want to go back and look at films of Clemson when they were they were average at best throughout the. 80s I think they now. still. They've been pretty rowdy for decades. Have they? Okay. Yeah. I, I give Clemson fans credit. I, I won't. Right. I'm not going to crap on them for – they show up in droves. Now, who do they – I mean, they're one of the few schools that's a pure, like, football fan-based school, though, in the ACC. Exactly. They feel like they belong in the SEC. I mean, is there, well, and that's the South Carolina in you. Sure. I mean, I, them and Florida State, I mean, outside – I mean, who else is really – just a, a I think Miami's fan base is like the rowdiest, but they're also a front-running fan base. No, I mean, like they're the most, but they're the most like that's they invented aggressive. The, they invented the word front-running. Exactly, I mean, that's how much they are. Now this surprised me. They I said would think Boston College might, but probably not. Are you kidding much. me? I mean, they should. It's a, I mean, it's a Boston. It's a football area. Yeah, but they have like four hundred people at their games. I know. That's what I didn't say they are. I said they should. You have to have a fan base to be a rowdy fan base. <laughs> Got to have a fan to have a base. We went up there when I went up there at the time. We had dinner the night before. We're like, oh, we're here for the Louisville Boston College game, and like the, our waitress was like, yeah, nobody really cares about that here. They're like, they care about Northeastern hockey more than they care about Boston College football. <laughs> Frozen fours going on. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just let me know. Text me the score of the football game. She was serious. It's what? pro sports. It's like like BU and Northeastern hockey. But that reminds me, uh, I did. I followed your suggestion last night. 
and watched. Nate. Bergazzi? Uh, yeah, watched. Uh, you didn't tell me there was multiple ones on there. Yeah, I told you. Well, I mentioned on the show. Okay, but I had to text you last night to ask you his name. I'm going to remember the show. Exactly. Which one should I have watched? We should have started Tennessee Kid. I watched that one last that's night. That's probably the first one. That's the the most, like, that's one of the ones that, like, made him, like, more of a household That name. made me chuckle. It's very good. Uh, yeah. I love the Louisville, Kentucky ref, uh, drop in it. His dad's from He's here. from here, yeah. When we went and saw his show, the uh, when I saw a show at the Palace a couple of few years ago, his dad, like, is actually a magician. He it's not just yeah, he making showed, it up. they showed the pictures afterwards. Like, his, well, his dad opened for him for that show. Nice. And it was all, and like he's like he's been working his whole life to try and perform in front of a crowd like that. And he started crying at the end. It was very cool. And I, he came out. It, it was awesome. It definitely made me chuckle in different moments. Uh, but what made me just think about it, the taking suggestion, was the story of going to see Vanderbilt in the bowl game. Yeah, which is so and good. He's, he's like, he has to I helped him in. open it. I helped him open He's like, I'm standing there. Like, the players are scared. They're wearing <laughs> jeans. Like, uh. Like, did you go to Vanderbilt? Like, if I did, I You'd wouldn't think. be here. You'd I wouldn't be here three hours early. I'm, like, sitting at the top of the stadium waving at my friends. <laughs> that's a real, Hi, guys. That's a good spiel. Got his four seats saved up here. Does he do the Starbucks spiel on that one? Yeah. Because well, no, that's what got us on that like yesterday. And, and it's – he. And I remember you saying it. He does, but he's saying it's an answering to a question from another special. Oh, he recaps the one yeah. from the, he's, he's, yeah, the Netflix one. He recapped it. Yeah, the Netflix it was, one. And you nailed it in your description of the yesterday yeah. of doing it. You got it. Ice coffee uh, with cream. It had some, yeah, there was some, talked about the, the, the telling the daughter about the dog. Yeah. Which was pretty funny. <laughs> did you tell her I did it? No. Would you, would you have told her I did Wait, it? Wait, <laughs> would you have told her that I did it? I love the going up the mountain. <laughs> I'm 70 and I made it. Clearly, you didn't hear the question. <laughs> it's a, it's a it good special. It has definitely some good chuckles in it. I'll probably watch the other one, if not tonight, just over the weekend. The other ones are good, too. I saw him. Well, there's only two on there. There's Tennessee Kid and there's the. Uh, I thought there were three at one point. Well, I think the one that he's referencing is like it's like a 10-minute thing in the middle of like a Yeah, he says it's a 30-minute special. special. I can find the name for it because it, that's good, too. But it, he, Nate uh, something. Bergazzi. Bergazzi. He is from – he's a Nashville guy. He – I saw him at the palace, and then when COVID was going on, he did a uh, a cool like um, drive-in only, like at the old Georgetown drive-in theater. Oh, I love Georgetown. Drive-in and um, we all went there, That's and cool. he did a special there. He did, like a drive-in tour where you get to stay in your car. But like that was a lot of fun. Now he's coming back in November, so You're, I'm excited you, for that. When's, you ever gone to a drive-in movie? Yeah. When's the last drive-in movie? We've had saw? this discussion before. Have we? Yeah, several times. It's been a long Are you time. Sure? Yes. You it's been me? since like the <laughs> '90s, but yeah. Because, yeah, we talked about you, the date with your Yeah, and I saw mom. Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the day, yeah. The, 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 no, the, my, my, mom, my mom's went date on a gave date, money to, like, and go I had away. to go, yeah. This is when I was, like, 10 or 11. He took her to see uh, Robin Hood with uh, Kevin Costner. Right. And the, kid, the guy's, like, gave me a 20. He's like, hey, kid, go to the concession stand. Leave me alone. And I'm like, okay. I was like, anybody willing to give me 20 to be alone with my mom is willing to give me 30, though, right? <laughs> He's like, you blackmail me, kid? I'm like, do you want to get some, dude? <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's always, yeah, just a bridge too far. Just, just one step too far. Now, the last question on this uh, ACC Anonymous Player Survey, what do you think they said was the their favorite stadium? This one surprised me a little bit. Uh, favorite just the one to play in or just? Yes, favorite okay. stadium in the ACC. Um, Miami. No, they said Carter. I mean, it's, a, it's a pro stadium. They said Carter Finley Stadium, NC State's. Really? Which I've been there. I'm not going to call it docile. I don't want to rile up the the Raleigh contingent that listens to the show daily. I uh, we did that once. Really? Better than a stadium that not literally great. hosted the Super Bowl last year. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's a fine. Like I like. Um, like I would prefer NC State fans are probably better football fans than North Carolina fans, but I, I like Keenan Stadium a little bit more, even though it's a little bit more outdated. But it's everything around it's so nice. Like I like that stadium a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of 
I've never Tallahassee's been. Tallahassee's kind of a dump. I mean, Tala, I mean Tallahassee, well, Doak, well, Doak Walker's old, too. I yeah, mean, it's, it's very old. Uh, I mean, we're up there, obviously, in modern time, modern stadiums. I mean, I mean, back we are one of the newest stadiums still in the NCAA, I believe, built in, even in 98. I'm sure there's probably some of the top ten of newest stadiums, I would think. Probably. Stadiums don't pop up that often. Now you'll get renovations left and right to stadiums. But, no, like, new, new ones, no. But, like, the Miami Stadium, like, they've renovated it, but it's the same one that was built in the 90s. They yeah. just added a roof to it, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, it's still it's new up to date. That's why I'm amazed it's not on there. Uh, the new Carrier Dome, it's not new. It's just a new name. We we talked about this actually, was it two days ago? Yeah, I'll yeah. never not call well, it the Carrier Dome. It's always the Carrier Dome. We're never going to acknowledge the new name. The weirdest thing about the Carrier Dome is how, like, you have to, because it's, like, literally, like, like the air inside inflates the dome. Yeah, it's like the old uh, Pontiac Dome in, in Detroit. You have to, like, hold the door shut, like, when you, like, like walk into places. It's it's very bizarre. Have you, have you, so you've been to the No, I've, I've heard these stories from people who have. Like, well, I've never actually been, but I've heard. It's like you have to, like, hold the door open for a certain period of time, and then you have to, like, close it real quick. When I went to see the Lions back in 93, like, it was an, they, they had, like, big signs, and, like, people at the doors warning you about this. Like, yeah. you have to be careful coming through because that wind will pull you. And that was Minnesota. And they will, uh, and they will, and, you know, like, I remember just being young, I was, like, 12, 13 years old, and I remember, like, you pushing the door, and, like, yeah, it would just, like, it would slam shut right behind you, because all the air was, it was really insane to see. So, now, I'm reading, the Choco Taco may not be going away. Do you see this? They bring it back by, by popular demand. Did, did your did your petition work? Well, a tweet from Klondike, the official page, uh, they, they said that it's being discontinued, it's not a PR stunt. Um, it's not like IHOP when they change their name to IBOP. Because people keep hitting with the Choco Taco. But this is, but now they're, they're saying we are discussing the next steps, including what to do with the last 912 uh, Choco Tacos at HQ. Stay tuned. <laughs> they said it was, I think they said it was an expense thing, maybe. But they said, like, it's like, like it, it, we know it, how popular it is. We know how much everybody loves it. That's why this is so hard. I'm like, you're making the decision. Like, you're acting like this is not. I think this is a PR stunt to bring it up. I might be. I think this is all PR. I hope it is. Because I, honestly. Because I don't want the Choco Taco to go honest, I had never. I, I thought the Choco Taco was gone to begin Chaco with. Tacos. I have nothing against it. But I did love the fact of, like, people making these sponge Seinfeld references to Choco Taco when they said they were discontinuing it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, like, get a bunch of them, like. Got on a date and like, did she taco taco worthy? I saw I, taco worthy. <laughs> I saw somebody, a bunch of people sent me Tommy Pham, the red player on Instagram, like had tweeted about how much he loves choco tacos. And the next day, from his locker, he had like seventeen choco tacos. He like was he's hoarding them. I'm like, maybe start hitting a little bit, Tommy. I'll be, earn these choco tacos, like Tom. My freezer with pints of Grater's ice cream. Texture says on the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. He's got Russian ties. He's got UK friends. He calls Malik overrated. It's all coming together, Trevor. I do have friends. <laughs> I don't have, well, yeah, I do have ties in Russia because my cousin, yeah. I you, well, y'all, you love Russia. I mean, You're I rooting for them in the war. That's been established. He loves Russia, Jenna. I make, a few love of, I make a few express my love for turnips and people think I'm Russian. I don't get it. He loves Russia. <laughs> Texas says, Motherland. as a fellow Lions fan and a Ballard alum, I'm holding out hope that Marshawn Ford will be the Lions' first Louisville draft pick. He's a Dan Campbell guy, and it would be too perfect for the Lions' first Super Bowl. It would be good. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they don't need him with Hawkinson, but. I want our, I want our, because again, if you haven't heard the fact, famously, the Lions are the only team in the NFL who've never that. drafted a Louisville Cardinal. So 
which is just as a tortured Lions fan. <laughs> like the, maybe we just try it, guys. We, we've had a, a century of non-success. Yeah. Maybe just try drafting a Louisville player just to see how it feels, we see hired, what happens. We, we, hired a guy, we hired a head coach once who went with, with, with kicking off in overtime after winning the coin flip, I don't want to talk about. What's it. the worst thing that could happen by making this decision to draft a Louisville player? I just hope if we, if when we finally draft a Louisville player, because it's going to have to happen at some point. I hope it's somebody like Marshawn Ford, like a beloved Louisville player, and not like, I don't know, like, just like a punter or something. Like in, in the last round, it's like, well, this is. I love Mark Bassett, but Turner is the kicker. <laughs> James Turner. We've had, we've had success with kickers over the years. I'd be fine with that. Who is the Lions kicker now? Didn't you cut all your kickers? We cut all our kickers last year. You cut them all last year. We need to just just bring Jason Elam back. I mean, might as well. I love him. (laughs) Texture says, I mean, I'll crap on their fans because their fans are annoying, pompous bleep hats. Can you be more specific? I'm assuming he's talking about Clemson fans, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And this was my vote, too. I put VTAC Number one rowdiest fans, just for the understanding. Ooh, alone. that's a good one. Yeah, I, I brain farted on that one. The only time, like, I've never interacted with VT fans like in person. But, but they also helped build the uh, the ones who went to the Z game. The, yeah, the the fans who went to the Gator Bowl in 05, 06, um, mm-hmm. I guess January, New Year's Day, 06, They said like those dudes were like the rowdiest opposing fan bases they've ever encountered. I believe that. Yeah, the opposite of the Wake Forest Orange Bowl a year later. <laughs> they were legitimately like. Stereotype of all stereotypes. We're tailgating at the Orange Bowl parking lot, and a car- horse-drawn carriage with Wake Forest fans drives rides by us. Like the, the, you, the stereotype of all like little like truck like horse carriage like a rickshaw kind of like the. Uh, I'm picturing Kramer like beating the horse beefaroni before. And my shirtless buddy's like, "Hope you're getting your fun in now. You're not gonna have any when the game starts." And they're like, "Oh, oh, how dare you, <laughs> humanity!" <laughs> Please put your breasts away, young man. I was like, the, the woman's fanning herself in faint. She's like, oh lord! Every every Wake fan you walked by was like collar t-shirt tucked into his, his polo shorts. Like half of the people I'm with aren't wearing shirts. I was like, this is fitting. They'd send a golfer out there to represent them. Then ultimate we, culture we, clash. We send the, we send the pompous boxer. They send a let's let everybody be quiet golfer. It really was like an all time culture clash. Like, this is now. I just want to beat you guys more, just because you're being way too polite. I really wish we had beaten them worse in that game. We should have. I mean, we held back so much in that. Texas, I have a fun game proposal. How many derailment pivots do you think you all can perform in 60 seconds? My bet is on one per three seconds. I mean, we can top that. One, so derail, you get derailed one every three seconds? I mean, Trevor does it Trevor does it three times a minute at least. Yeah, you, you don't even. I mean, so it depends. Sometimes you'll say something that just makes me think of something else. Like when you're talking about Nate and I start bringing up the. And you just can't help it. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my mind is just like a. You know, a swirling vortex of information, and I, sometimes it just it depends what hits the gate. I mean, it's a stream of consciousness. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, you can't turn it off. You shouldn't. You shouldn't like mock it and laugh at it. You should be like, you know, honoring it and like, you know, some some cultures look at me as like, you know, put statues of me up. You have an AOL email. <laughs> yes, I have an AOL email. <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to one of the. I'm holding out of hip, right? No, no, I'm on Gmail. Welcome baby. to the defining storyline. <laughs> this is like the one thing that. This is like the one thing that people know about me still. You know who else has an AOL email address? Ray Lewis, Eric Wood, Pat Forty. We're few, we're proud. Who does? His, his mom. Good. Yeah, she does because I get to work email from her. We're a small group, we're proud. Ray Lewis's email? He said it. Because Eric Wood, uh, Eric Wood like, let me know. He's like, one time he's like, because Wood has an email, AOL address still, and he's like, Ray Lewis does too. I'm like, okay, well, at least I've got two big guys on our side. It's like an inside Shut up, Jenna. <laughs> it's enough, Jenna. <laughs> Ooh, I had Hotmail. 
Okay. Rinshaw still uses Hotmail. Look, I fear change. <laughs> every time that I say, like, when, when I'm asked for my email address, I was asked for it yesterday, and, like, every single time it happens, I'm like, it's at 5 at AOL.com. I fear change. Like, I, I put that in Why every single time. Why don't you just time. make a Gmail account? I've got a Gmail account. I just don't use it. I made you a Gmail account. I've got, station. I've got, like, three Gmail accounts. I had one that I had to use <laughs> for the ESB Nation job so I could do, like, Gchat during, the, during work. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I like the AOL one. He's it's the one I use the most. Yeah, he just like <laughs> they don't say it anymore. I wish they did. It'd be great if they still did. I've always wanted that. Yeah, that from from Euro Trip. You've got, got mail. mail. It was it was such a, the thrill of a lifetime in 1998 to log on and hear that voice. Do it was you, incredible. Do you, are you a fan of the movie? You got mail. But I hate that movie. You hate that movie. It's terrible. Oh, I think you'd like it. I thought it's, that inspired you to get the email. No, no, it's awful. By the way, uh, if you're wondering, fall camp for UVL is going to start next. I think it's Wednesday, August third. We the first official practice, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, to my knowledge, they're not having any of the open practices to the fans. I know the media is allowed to come out to the first day, first 20 minutes of the day, but I don't think they're going to do the open practices at the beginning. Uh, but August 3rd, it'll kick off. The last official fall camp day is going to be August 18th, and they'll start the prep, the full-on prep for Syracuse, week one. Oh, I cannot wait. We're, like, what, like four weeks away from that game now? Uh, I guess probably five and a half now. Five, yeah. I think August, it's like 30, God forbid, August four days. is like a long month, too. It lasts too long. It's like five. I think it's it's, it's, it's extremely long this year because of the – it starts on like a Monday, so I think it's like almost five weeks long this year. Last note on um, the, the early season schedule. Yesterday, the American Athletic Conference had their preseason poll come out. Uh, Central Florida, Louisville's week two opponent, was picked to finish third in the conference. They got seven of the 24 first-place votes. They're behind Cincinnati and Houston, two teams that should be right there in that yeah. battle for the best group of five team. But UCF, not going to be an easy task in week two down there in Orlando. That was an easy task last week at home. Yeah. I mean, it just in hindsight, just gets forgotten about and, I don't know, glorified that it was a great win, but it's – Let's not forget, I mean, we kind of fell ass backwards into that win. A little bit of a fluky play. I mean, we got lucky. Malik, you know, Malik, you know, God bless anything bad, but he threw a bad interception. It almost cost us the game. Well, that was it. went right off of dude's hands. Like, that wasn't his fault. I thought it was a bad throw. No, he hit, hit, hit dude right in the hands. Yeah, the defender. No, it was, <laughs> it was a tip pass right off our Patrick liked that It one. may have been Marshawn Ford's hands. He just dropped it. Oh, now, now, now. I will cut a man's tongue out if talked about, about Marshawn Ford. I don't know. It was somebody. It was, it was, that was. If I'm remembering correctly, that was not on Malik. Marshawn Ford's the only man from Ballard I ever liked. Devontae Parker? Second man from Ballard I ever liked. I do love Devontae Parker. DeJuan Wheat? Third man from Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, though, uh, we, we'll talk more about this. We'll take your text at 502-414-1450. Uh, reminder, ShadyRays.com has got you covered for sunglasses all summer long. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code BIGX when you check out. It's going to save you 15%. Uh, and a portion of all Shady Rays purchases go to feed the hungry in America. We love Shady Rays. We love the promo code BIGX. Go there today. ShadyRays.com. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back live from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Mike Rutherford Show will roll on after this on 14. 
<laughs> Mike Rutherford Show, 1459. <laughs> <laughs> Live here from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. <laughs> nice job, I love Jim, Jim on the board. Yeah, Jim, shake it up, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, shaking it up on a Friday here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln, right across from the uh, construction of the Capitol Grill. Have you ever been to a Capitol Grill? That's my new competition. Apparently, Jenna's not a fan well, of Jenna, that place. Well, you just go get a job at that one when yours closes in. <laughs> the Trevor Kelsey philosophy on life. Get 15 jobs in a year. A job. You're going to be fine. There's plenty of them out there. Oh, you have much more. Don't worry. Uh, Jenna's on, Jenna is kind of on pace to like be Trevor Kelsey at 35 in terms of like jobs she's had. Check out your future. <laughs> Take a glimpse into the future over here, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Why is she running away? Why is she trying to light herself on fire? I don't get uh, the Capitol Grill, I've never been to. Do they do? Are they on DoorDash? They, 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 they're not open yet, so not on DoorDash just yet. So the wait's going to be a minute, you're telling me. <laughs> you're telling me i got to wait a second. What did you DoorDash uh, last night? Uh, oh, I got steak last night. From? Cattleman's. Oh, you went back to Cattleman's two, I, well, well, two times in less than well, a week. Well, remember, I got in Burger last time. Right, but it's still the same place. So this time I went with the steak, and I was very – Honestly, I kind of want to get it again this weekend because it was really good. But I usually I'm used to ordering my steaks from Outback, and my local Outback that I get my steaks from they always like they always undercook stuff. So like normally I like it like not like real pink, but like a, a decent pink in the middle, like a, me, a me, medium medium pretty much a real medium. okay. And I always have to order like medium well with Outback because they always undercook it. So I, I did that philosophy with Cattleman's last night. It's a little too gray in the middle. But it was a really good piece of meat, but I just, it was, I didn't want it so gray. It's because you got it door dashed. It keeps cooking in the box. Well, then, okay, so how much do they undercook it out back? Good Lord. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I've gotten like, this is rare. <laughs> I mean, uh, do they even bother putting it on the damn grill? It's like, throw it in the box. It'll cook on the way. It's a half an hour drive. Um, so, okay, I, gotta, I, I will remember that because I'm thinking about getting another steak in there because it was really good, really good piece of steak. And they offer on a 10-ounce and a 20-ounce size. Now, do you is this better or worse than a Nancy grilled steak at Chateau de Kelsey? Um, normally better. Okay. Now, the last one she did was, was like I told you, was maybe the best steak she'd ever cooked. She got it perfect. It, was like, it had like a teriyaki glaze to it. It was really good. Have you ever tried cooking your own steak, not on a Foreman grill? Yeah, why is that throwing criteria there? You never tried besides, I besides like, the foreman. I was about to be like, yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> I know the no, foreman no, love. Um, no, I, yeah, I guess I have technically because when we'd go night fishing, and I, I use the term fishing lightly. Sure. Um, we we had like we'd take like a small grill out there and we'd grill out some burgers and, and steaks and dog stuff. So I guess I kind of was involved in that, but I never actually. The answer is no that I'm getting here. I mean, <laughs> I mean let's, let's not stop being around the bush. I mean, no, I mean, I'm just trying to, yeah, pretty much no. I mean, <laughs> uh, you, uh, but I would, I mean, is this place capital? Is it, is it, uh, like a, is it good food? Do you know? I mean, I've heard great things. Awful. I've heard great things. She's so anti. I would definitely go there. Everything she's gonna, she's gonna like release rats in the place trash. or something. She's like trying to, like, <laughs> We have, an, we have an update from Ravens camp on Lamar Jackson via Greg Roman, who oh. says that uh, Lamar Jackson is, quote, throwing the ball the best I've ever seen him throw it, says he could call the game differently this year just based on the way Lamar's throwing it. Now, is this mind games? Are they, uh, they trying to ratchet up the contract extension talks, or what's going on here? Cause this I mean, is, this is be classic July coach speak. This is also where I'm in. This is a weird situation if you're Lamar where, I mean, you, you're at the point now where you don't really need to be worrying about contracts. This is why you need right. to have somebody doing it for you. Because as the season's going on, I mean, that's the last thing you need to worry about. You need to concentrate on the team. 
So I don't know how he's going to get this contract done before the end of the season, which is also not a good thing. Uh, but if Greg Roman, who I have uh, the utmost respect for, I think he should be a head coach in the NFL. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I like that he's given. Now, I did see, what, what, what is it that, that, that Lamar said that was they caught everybody's attention earlier today or yesterday? Somebody compared himself to Jesus. Oh, they say he's he, like he hates Jesus. Is that what he said? No, he basically is like people hated Jesus. So like I don't really care what they say about me. Like, like not comparing himself to Jesus, but he's like he's like if Jesus was hated, then like anybody can be hated. So I don't really care what anybody hates. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I, valid. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can, <laughs> that's that's not bad. Now, I like the, DJ Walker's line a couple years ago where he's like, "We only need we only have twelve followers, but Jesus only needed twelve people, so that's good for us, right?" <laughs> Nothing will be better than if we're talking about like <laughs> implicating Jesus in sports. I mean, I then Stevie Johnson. I know UK fans. Stevie got loose and he killed us and all that stuff. But when he dropped the game winning touchdown, he blamed and him. then got on Twitter and was like, <laughs> "I do the right things. Why Jesus? Why do you do this to me?" Like just being like, "I you know I loved him for that." Too. I mean, it was great I mean, because like you great. never see that happen. Like no. it's, it's always he's always being praised for helping teams win. You never hear Jesus being blamed for losses. And Stevie Johnson was just like, "It's not me. Christ came in my body and dropped." that pass like, and I don't know why like Brady Mitchell when he caught the the fourth and 26 against the Packers only catch ever he did in his career pretty much afterwards he said he wanted to thank God in his hands for bringing <laughs> this moment around now <laughs> let's take let's say Greg Roman there's no sort of mind games being played here and he's he's just he's making these comments legitimately Lamar Jackson is throwing the ball the best he's thrown in his uh, four seasons in the NFL okay it does kind of. Says Alexi, he's been pretty accurate in the NFL somewhat. Like, let's say Lamar is thinking the same thing. Like I've, I've had a great off season. I feel like I'm seeing the game differently. My, this, the, the ball is zipping out of my hands the way it hasn't before. Like that's Jenna, don't laugh. Let, let's. Uh, anytime you say ball, Jenna just she becomes a child. So she giggles so much. Zipping out of the ball zips out of his hands. It's a thing, Jenna. God, I don't know why you came to this remote. <laughs> Anyway. Why am I the dirty one here in this group too? I, why do I get like the pigeonholed as the? Because you because say the things with a straightforward. The, the ball zipping out of his hands, Jenna. And let's say that this is all—it's all happening honestly. It, like, it would suck for him to have to. She laughed at that. It would suck. <laughs> it would suck for him to have this momentum derailed if he has to stop and hold out for any period of time for contract. Yeah. Talks. Like he's got to be. I don't know if this is. Roman's intent to try and force Lamar Jackson into like, hey man, you're having, you're on the verge of your best season ever. All these people who say you can't throw, you're going to prove them all wrong, but you can't take a couple of weeks off to renegotiate this contract. Maybe you just take what we're offering you, or if it's just all legitimate talk, and maybe Lamar starts thinking the same way. Either way, they need to get this thing done because you're right. This is the time of the year where you can't have any off the field distractions. You need to be locked in for the five months that are ahead. I mean, if it's not, I tell you, if it's not done within like the next week, maybe two weeks, I don't think it's getting done. And here's the thing, like, Watson, like, set the bar. A bar that I don't think anybody, in the, no NFL team wanted him to set, but he did. And you've seen Kyler Murray. What Mur- specifically are you referring to? The $200 million plus all the guarantees. <laughs> it could be a multi. <laughs> no. Anyway. Yeah, Ken, how is God's green earth that become the sane one around here? Uh, <laughs> you did? Good Lord. <laughs> My fault. Um he made me lose track of it. Oh, yeah. So the contract, because and Kyler Murray, obviously, is met, is that bar set by Deshaun Watson is now being used by Kyler Murray, getting 200-plus million, yada, yada, yada. So the, the, the number area is set for where Lamar feels he should be. So if it's not done within the next week or two, 
that just tells me the Ravens don't think they want to give him that money. And, I think you're right. And if that's, if that's the case, then Lamar's not going to sign. Now there's obviously op- the option of being franchise tagged in the season, which would most likely lead to a trade, I would think. But, yeah, I mean, if, it's, I, I, if, I, if, if you're a Ravens fan, you're a Lamar fan, you don't, you're, you're, you're good regardless. You just want to see Lamar do well. But if you're a Ravens fan, then you don't see Lamar sound next two weeks. If you're a Ravens and a Lamar fan, you might be getting more. I would be worried. Now, obviously, if they have a really good season, which could be tough because they're not in a very easy division. I mean, they're in the second toughest division in the NFL, and the reason it's not the toughest because the AFC West is so freaking loaded. But, you know, if they, they could go 10-7 and not make the playoffs. Yeah. Easily. I mean, you could see all four teams from the West go in. I mean, they, they could go 10, maybe an 11, 11 be stretched. But I think if they win 10 games on the playoffs, you know, we'll see what the Ravens want to do going forward with that. I mean, they could easily look at this and say, maybe we want to go a different direction. We don't want to give you $200 million. I mean, it's going to be – if he doesn't sign within the first next week or two, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out by the year. I'm starting to get concerned. And that's the case. That means he's on the, on the trade block. And if he's on the trade block, and I look at Philly, he might have a bad year with – Lions. I'm no. I'm thinking Jalen Hurts and two first-round picks for him right now. Get I'll Jared Goff up. out of my face. I mean, if the Eagles acquire Lamar Jackson, I, you have no idea how happy I would be. I'm, I'm, I would eat a salad if the Eagles picked up Lamar Jackson. You're just throwing out all sorts of salad ultimatums here. All sorts of salad scenarios. I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> Texas says, imagine Lamar that jacked at Louisville at a zero to the amount of combined touchdowns he scored. Have you seen a picture of Lamar Jackson recently? Dude is, oh, I'm sure he is. straight jacked. He was working out with a former car. Remember, I don't know if you remember this name. Amani Spence. Uh, played at Louisville, didn't really do that much here. No, I don't remember. But he's now become like a personal trainer, and he is the guy who apparently was responsible for the weight training program that Lamar did during the offseason. Okay. We actually had Namani that worked out here. That was nice back in the day. Remember the time. Um, but that was like, – he. I think he was on one of the state of Louisville. I think they, they call it the – from the Pink Seeds podcast recently. It was interesting to listen to. He's, he's is that an actual podcast name? Yeah. Damn, because I was going to say, but it's not. I'm stealing it. It's well done. Texas Capitol Grill is the best restaurant I've ever been to. I mean, sorry, Jenna. What would it, what would it be like? What what would what would you what would it be compared to in terms of like what's currently around? I don't know. Like, is it like in the Applebee's level? It's above an Applebee's. Okay, so it's like Jay Alexander level. It's best. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> Texas says, "Well, Outback's never going to advertise on the show." <laughs> Whatever. I give them still service. They love me. Texas says, so obsessed with Texas, considering you have more of a following than other Louisville media members, why haven't you interviewed Sat, Payne, Mac, or uh, others on the show? That'd be me. It's not you. That's because of me. It's not because of you. They will not least. Mike's too nice to admit it. No, it's but not. But I'm the reason why they won't. I have, I, I have, Trevor, I have, if you were the reason, I would 100% admit it. <laughs> Trust me, I would, I would love to just blame you for everything that happens on the show. Um I mean, Kenny Payne hasn't done interviews on any of the radio stations, so like not yet. So I don't I think that's. I don't know if I like that or not. You just one hundred percent. You won't pull back. Oh, I would. Yeah, if if you would. Yeah, if if you if yeah if if it's legitimate, he, I'm gonna let you know. I thought he had been holding back because he's too nice a guy. No, if if it was legitimate, if that was the reason why, I would definitely let you know. Uh, but as far as I mean, Chris Mack would have come on, I think, because he would he come on the other show, and he's he, he would I think had a good relationship with me. I think he he liked what I did, but. Um, we just never really reached out. There was no point in having him on. So, didn't happen. I mean, we, I think we could – I mean, we even tried to reach out to – we, mm-hmm. and we've had coaches on, obviously. We've had soccer and, and, and volleyball on. The only person I reached out to when we first started doing the show who agreed and then kind of just ghosted me was Vince Tyree. 
Because he was like, I'll do it. And he's like, give me some dates. Give me some time. Oh, makes you feel better. He ghosted the whole school in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just you. That was, that was the only one who said, like, no thanks. But we haven't actively reached out to, well, I say we, liberally. You're not going to reach out to anybody. I mean, I, could, well, I don't know who to call now. After, since Kenny's gone, I don't even get emails anymore about press conferences. They took me off the email chain. Yeah, you're done. Kenny was the only one that kept me around. He was the only one that liked me. You're out. Uh, Texas says, hearing that Lamar Bullcup no. actually worries me, he could use some of his agility as a running QB and get hurt. Who could? Uh, say maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, Texas says, between Roos Chris and Jay Alexanders. They're I've both never good. been either one. They're both good. Jay, Jenna does work at Jay Alexanders, so that's, the, that's, why she's, that's why she's ripping on the Capitol Grill. But. Are you on DoorDash, yeah. Jenna? I might order that I sometime. So. We have to go to <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, you, you walk in. You, it's, it's like a 30-second deal. You go in, you say, that's my food. You take it, you well, walk back. Why don't you go get it for me and bring it home to me? Texas says, damn. Oh, do they? Thanks for, stop having conversations off. No, we can't. Nobody can hear Jenna. She doesn't have a mic. You're just talking to, into your mic for a conversation off air. Nobody right, knows what's going on. Back. <laughs> you weren't lying about well, that. Well, I'm trying to talk. Like, nobody knows what you're talking about. Texas says, that's everything I say. Texas says, damn, thanks for the memories, John Hale. I did see John Hale's leaving the Courier Journal. Oh, that sucks. Which is sad. I like John Hale. I like John Hale. did a good job there. Um, I don't know if it's, yeah, I mean, he says, I'm gonna remain, he's been a great seven years there. I'll forever remain a subscriber. Uh, he's been covering UK sports there. The, the, the Courier Journal rollover, I feel like when you and I were growing up, it was the same sort of fate. Like, the beat writers stuck around forever. The columnists were there forever. And, like, now typically, WDRB, yeah, when a columnist left, a beat writer got elevated to columnist. And now, like, there's, I feel like it's guys or, or women work there for, like, a year, and then, boom. Like, it's hard to keep track of these days. I'm not going to lie. I can't tell you who the beat writer is now anymore. Because we lost uh, – we lost. I know um, it's a woman. It's uh, Cameron T. Robinson yeah. left. It's Alexis, I think, Cubit is her name. It's, I mean, it's not against her. I just I haven't had a chance. Because she's new this year, too, though, right? She, is, she just started. Yeah, she's been yeah. covering – I think she's covering football. Um, and then Brett Dawson's still covering the men's basketball beat, which is – you know, he bounced around. He would covered UK yeah, for a while. He, he the Herald leader. He went and did the Rivals thing or one of those. Did the Rivals thing them, and yeah. then covered the multiple NBA teams with the Athletic for a few years. So he's been all over the place. But it used to just be, you know – Well, usually when they left, they would either go to a, the four-letter network or they'd go to like another – like a, a I don't want to say a bigger paper, but kind of a, big, a bigger market of a paper. Like uh, I think was it the Brewer guy left us for Seattle at one point. He did. Where I think he might have been from there. C.L. Brown left us for ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he, I think he's with, 40 he? went to, what, I think, Yahoo originally, I believe. Yahoo, I think, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, usually, I mean, yeah, it's now it's, and it's just not us. It's not just the Courier. I mean, that's just newspaper. It's not, general, it, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we had the guy, I can't remember his name now, the guy who was there. He was there when Greer was there. He was the beat writer for Louisville for a couple of years. Greer was there for a while. Greer too. was there for a while. Um, I think he wanted to get the columnist job and then didn't, got the athletic job. But then we had, like, like, the guy who left a couple of years ago, he just left because his girlfriend got a job in D.C., and he was like, I'm sure I can find a job in D.C. that's going to pay me more than this. He was like, yeah. He's like, I'm kind of, it's like, I mean, that's isn't <laughs> fun. I'm like, yeah, that, that's kind of the way the industry is now, which sucks. It's sad. It does, yeah. It's, it's, it is kind of, I do miss the, the paper days, but I mean, yeah. Texas isn't You've Got Mail an Auntie Myers movie. This seems like something that should have been covered during the Catholic pre-wedding meetings. Um, see, that? I don't – but that, that's Mary. Mary movies are oh, Nancy yeah. Myers movies. But I don't, I don't think she likes You've Got Mail that much. I could be wrong. I almost watched the, a few minutes of American President last night. Great movie. It's an awesome movie. Texas, I can actually hear Jenna even though she doesn't have a mic. No. Oh. There you go. <laughs> she's, st- she's still getting through. Texas says, uh, Jenna, Jenna plus TK always really tips the scale into chaos. Hang in there, Mike. It does. No. Jenna's an added chaotic dimension. Like putting all the kids in the back seat together on a road trip. Nobody responds. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you say. Texas I love it. You got Jen over here. I've got Patrick over here. I know. Like, like we're just <laughs> we need two more mics, apparently. <laughs> Texter says, uh, honest question, what would TK do if he won the Mega Millions? So it's a, what, what is it? It's like six hundred and sixty million dollars. OD in a month. <laughs> well, Trevor, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what would you seriously do? Like house, pay off stuff. What would you do? Quit this job? Uh, well, I don't know about quit. I might buy the station. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we could buy the Colgate clock. I we would, could get the the Toy Tiger but, sign. Um, the first thing I would do if I won Mega Millions, which is like a billion dollars, right? I think it's six hundred and sixty yeah. million now. Um, I would even after taxes, like three hundred million. I would I would give out uh, a, a chunk of money to friends and family. Each get an individual amount. I would uh, I would not tell out to the lottery group, Patrick. I would move up being that before they realize that I'm. This is why I'll never be in the group. Uh, no, I don't trust I don't trust I'm any of teasing. you. All. Uh, He's no, not though. I, I know. No matter how much I win, no, be, I, and I'm being honest. I would I would give out like some money. I'd give you I'd give you like like 500 grand or so. Whoa. I'd give Jenna like half a mil. I'd give everybody. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. get 500 grand. I get the same as Jenna. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you should have held back a little more. <laughs> maybe, more maybe you should have been nicer to me now. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, you, you get nothing like it. <laughs> um, I, I would I would give out the, I'd give family members like a mill. I'd probably give like ten mil out and, and gifts to people. And Look then, at you. then the rest of it I'd probably um, I'd probably take a trip. Uh, most likely go Europe somewhere. You'd just do maybe a giant cruise. Buy a yacht and just take take it out. No, on they don't a, have DoorDash in Europe. Well, I'm having a chef. I'm okay. buying a cook. Okay. I'm buying a cook from the out from not from the outback because they undercook everything. But I'm buying I'm buying some and I'm going to go out and I'll probably be out off the grid for about two months or so. I feel like you would just disappear for a while. I would probably disappear for about. And two I wouldn't months ask so. questions. I'd be fine. And with honestly, that. I would come back and I'd probably uh, put a lot of money into the station and not without me working and hire actually like quite competent people to work with you. Or replace uh, I you. I say replace me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to be nice. And, uh, and just, yeah, but that's all I'd do. And then that was, I'd probably retire. I'd probably buy like, you know, a nice a big piece of land and just, just chill out the rest of my life. Get married and have a million kids? No reason to get married when you got that money. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it there because we got a family over here. What would your, what <laughs> would your first purchase be? <sighs> like the first thing you would do, though? That's a good question. I don't know. It'd probably be <laughs> Arby's. Duke Arby's. says Arby's I'm just, Put Arby's in my backyard. Just like building Arby's in the in the back. <laughs> like if you run, yeah. I have to walk. I have to wait in line. You're fired. So the. <laughs> like, imagine me getting the drop. Like, can you please wait, sir? I own the place. So the 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 Mega Millions jackpot is technically you're right. It's over one billion, but the cash option that would give you it would give you six sixty million. Okay, but then I'd cut that in half. So is that after taxes? I think that the cash option. I think that's before. T- so regardless, it's money that's going to keep you afloat for your entire life. So I'm getting two hundred. I'm getting two hundred million after after buying. You're getting a crap ton of money. Yeah, two hundred million after buying divides with everybody in the group. Yeah, that, that's what I would do probably. Texas Trevor, you've always been my favorite local radio personality. <laughs> now please, ho- now grand. please hook me up. Honestly, Texas, I don't even know you, but I'd send you ten grand. Texas, I cannot imagine the menu Trevor would have his personal chef make. I'd be like, you, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be hard. Like, could you imagine? Em- I'm gonna hire Emerald. I'm be like, make me a burger and plain, you bastard. <laughs> you know the, you know the picture of. Like Trump before the Clemson meal, where he's got like all the the fast oh, food, yeah. and he's just like he's like he's like holding his arms out together, like look at my bounty. That would just be you, but like your like normal life now. 
that. It'd just be Arby's. Could you, could you imagine the, being the, the, the big name chef I hired? And you're like, I was like, so what's for dinner, chef? And he's, he gives me this big order. I'm like, nah, you know what? Let's, let's just make it meat and cheese only, okay? <laughs> Filet of fish. If I see tartar sauce anywhere out of here, your head is on my why, platter now. Why is there bacon on my plate of fish? What is this about bacon, people? <laughs> Texas says, TK would build a fast food court in his basement. Ooh, that would be awesome. Texas oh, says, if I had a fast food court in my basement, it would be Chick-fil-A, Arby's, uh, McDonald's, Taco Bell, um, I'm putting in the Chinese restaurant that has that great bourbon chicken from the mall. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what the name of it is. <laughs> and a salsaritas is in there. Cause I, yeah, I want, it's, it's going to look like the United Nations of fast food. So you, would you pay all like, these workers just to sit down there the entire day and do nothing until you came down? I literally named like, all these genres of like, styles of food, all fast food versions. <sighs> Texas says, Trevor, Europe trips require a lot of walking. Also, that poor not when you make two hundred million dollars, it don't. Texas also, that poor private chef would be so disappointed. Burgers, cheese, and bacon only. If I went for that Texas to walk in, I'd have a, I'd hire a ricochet. Is that is that what the rick, a rickshaw? rickshaw yeah. A ricochet. <laughs> I'd hire a rickshaw, and that poor guy. You think you're having a rough day? Think about the dude that's pulling around Trevor in a rickshaw. Now, this is a valid question. <laughs> How many nil deals would TK make? Oh, we'd have number one recruiting class. You'd become like the T Boone Pickens of Louisville. Oh yes, like I'd walk T Boone Kelsey. Like who, who's whoever the top, like the, the DJ DJ Ugly Ugly's little brother. Yeah, I'm walking up to him like, dude, you're getting. I'm give. I'm, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks for revaling your name. That's what I'm doing right now, buddy. Lay it down. Here's five grand. Texas yeah. Trevor would go full Richie Rich if he wins. Oh yeah. I'm, oh, I, yeah, I probably you want an idea what my house would look like? Go, go, go! Just load up an episode of Silver Spoons. There's, <laughs> I probably there will be the train from the uh, the, from the uh, the zoo, the zoo will be rolling around there. my house. I Slide de- from your room to the pool. I will have secret panels in my house. I've always wanted. Do you remember the show Webster? Yes, loved Webster. And one of my favorite things about Webster is just to make me. I always wanted they had like a grandfather clock that opened up. Right. like a secret passage. There's like right. a secret room. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Like I'm getting that. Oh, the man cave. Like, it's going to look like basketball, where instead of having a statue of Greenville Jr. Bar, I'm having him stand there from 8 to 5, like clocking out at night. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Texas with the sample lady from the Chinese restaurant being the food court, too. I mean, are you just playing these employees just to sit around for, and do nothing on the off chance that maybe you wander down there at some point and want to, like, their, use their services? I mean, why do they care? They're making hourly wage. Exactly. That'd be a great I job. Mean, yeah, I mean, like, you they hear the they hear the elevator come down. They're like, <laughs> everybody who's get it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's like the toys from Toy Story. <laughs> He's coming. Everybody get to your stations. Hustle, hustle now, now. Texas, at the height of Akon's career, he used to have a gas station on his residential property. Well, I don't need a gas station. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I need a gas well, station? That's the whole point of being rich. I mean, no except, what, just to go get munchy food? I mean, that's, that's in the basement. Yeah, what are you going to food court for? Texas, if I won billions, I would keep working my nine to five. I'd probably, I wouldn't change much work wise. I'd keep doing the website. I'd probably keep doing the show. It's just. Why would you work if you made a billion bucks? Well, just you have something to do. You got plenty to do. I might, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to keep writing in some capacity. I'd want to keep doing the show in, or, or the show. Maybe yeah, we just yeah, do podcasts. All. Yeah, Yates says I should get the management from Blank Check. I don't remember. Also the, a great movie. Yeah. I go, there's, oh, there's going to be, like, two indoor pools in this mansion. I would have a slide from my room to the pool. Oh, I'm having a, no, a slide that goes, like, down through the house, like a tube. 
Like, like, like they had it like Waverly Hills, except without the death. And you know, like shoot the tube. Somebody can go down the tube and you go through the house and into the pool. I would have gone with uh, Atlantis, the, the that slide <laughs> over Waverly Hills the, death the, shoot. Tuberculosis. A little bit more, better comparison. Did I get credit for getting that pronouncing that right? By what, the way, what did you say? Tuberculosis. Nailed it. Look at that. Well done. Look at that. I'm out. Peace. Texas, it's beer o'clock, baby. Crack one open. It is. Hopefully you're off work. Hopefully your weekend is off and running. Hopefully you're already drinking. Uh, we got to go to break. We'll have about the, bar, the, the giant wink, wink greenhouse will be in my backyard. Uh, you, there are several questions about how much <laughs> yeah. you would buy with, <laughs> with your money. I'm you, buying. I'm just growing it now. You're fine, yeah. He's, he's, he's in the game. Uh, we got to go to break. When we come back, uh, we got about 25 minutes before we'll hand things over to the Cardinal Insider. Get your text in at 502-414-1450. We'll revisit some of the football recruiting talk and then wrap this bad boy up and get ready for the weekend. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln here in St. Matthews on 1450 and 5 o'clock hour. Hope your weekend's off and running and off to a fantastic start. Mike Rutherford Show live here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln in St. Matthews. Reminder, if you want uh, your, your car exactly the way you want it, just like Trevor Kelsey likes his filet of fish, then come here. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln is the place. They got new inventory. Arri- if you want bacon on your car, they can make it happen for you right here. They got new inventory arriving daily. Order banks are now open. Come order the vehicle exactly the way you want it. It's the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln uh, guarantee. We'll be here for another uh, 25 minutes or so. We'll wrap things up. We'll hand the baton over to Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider. Then we've got Louisville Bats coverage as they take on the Columbus Clippers. Uh, we already decided they would have won last night's game had it not been rain-shortened. So we're saying five in a row for the Louisville Bats. They're going for six straight Damn tonight right. against Columbus. First pitch out at Slugger Field is set for 7.05. It is Margarita Friday. $5 margarita at the ballpark baby. with the number one tequila. Uh, Don't put salt on it. I say we put a C1 six salt to burn this whole place down. Trevor. <laughs> I can't do an office space movie. This weekend can't come fast enough. <laughs> uh, we saw Jenna's family showed up here during yeah. the break. That was lovely. We got to see them. Very Our family's never come to see us. No, they, they have not come I've to never, see us. My family's never showed up to remote, and nor has yours. No, they have not. No. Uh, we've only had like three. <laughs> Still, I <laughs> haven't mean, been many. Uh, I was I was thinking this morning. She's one for one though. Like, she's one the for first one. remote, and the parents are here. She's one for I one. I was worried. I thought he was coming here to whoop me. I was like, you're not gonna beat me up, are you? <laughs> he's he's a big he's guy. He's a big guy. He could whoop me. Yeah, he could take any down. Oh, easily. Yeah. And I'm not running away. No. I mean, I'm right. getting, like, to the doors, and then that's it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, cute kids saying things, like, this morning, so my, my niece who comes over to the house every single day, she's had, like, a little bit of a cough, and her voice is, like, totally gone. Aw. And so she gets dropped off at her house, and uh, her mom, my sister-in-law, Laura, is like, yeah, Audrey's got a little bit of a – she's got a, a hoarse voice today. And so, like, Virginia is fascinated by this. She's like, Audrey, let me hear your hoarse, hoarse voice. And she, Audrey's like, ugh. She kind of talks and then she laughs. And so Virginia just keeps saying, Audrey, I want to hear your hoarse voice. Audrey, I want to hear your hoarse voice. And then she goes, okay, now nay. <laughs> like, after doing it all the time. And you forget, like, two-year-olds can't really comprehend that, like, hoarse voice doesn't mean – Animal thing, but actually, she's, that's what I'm, I was going with. She's like, I was gallop for me now, uh, but it was just, it was very funny. This why morning. are you throwing sugar cubes at your cousin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
We were talking before the break because we've already gotten off the beaten path. It is 502 BBQ weekend. We've talked a lot about yeah, that. Um, where, very, where is exactly that going to be? All over campus. I mean, they'll have, I'm sure, events. They'll do certain things. Like last time they did the, the dinner at the uh, air hangar out of will Bowman you, will Field. Will you be attending this in any way? I will not be involved in the 502 BBQ. I'd oh. love to be. Uh, if, well, we should just go down there, right? Yeah, if asked, just like, hey, you want me to do something? I can, I can help out. And they're like, Why don't we just Please go stay down away, there? sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, the 502 BBQ I don't think needs our services this weekend. Uh, but very exciting things going on. We reeled off some of the names of the prospects. Maybe most notably is the the note that Deuce Robinson, the nation's yep. number one tight end and number 20 overall player, uh, is in town this weekend attending the BBQ. Has been considered a heavy, heavy, heavy USC lean throughout his recruitment. But now Dave Lackford uh, of Rivals, very trustworthy source, put in a future cast prediction that he will commit to Louisville. And potentially the deciding factor in all this is the young man wants to play both football and baseball in college. And suddenly Louisville, if you're looking to play college baseball, kind of a superior option to USC. Uh, not just because they've been better in recent years, but also USC joining the Big Ten. I know, not exactly great. I know you said he's a tight end, but honestly, that would make that would be not one but two wide receivers we took from USC kind of in a way. Sort of, yeah, with John Moore. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know, again, you say he's a tight end, but we'll say pass catcher for bleeps and giggles then. That's not one but two pass catchers to take from, from a newly hired Lincoln Riley USC. Oh, the DeAndre Moore thing to me. SDS, baby. Silver tongue sat. Just laying it down. Silver tongue sat. We're talking about, like, you know, Ruben Owens. That's, it's shocking enough to have the number one running back in America commit to, to UofL. But the DeAndre Moore thing, I think, is maybe even more inexplicable just because, one, he was committed to Lincoln Riley before at Oklahoma. Yes, yeah. Then Lincoln Riley goes to the school that's in his back door. There's an L.A. kid who now has the head coach that he was set to play for coming to Los Angeles to coach yep. USC. And he still says thanks, but no thanks, and goes to Louisville like that. You know, it just it, it just doesn't happen. I, I wanted to talk a little bit real quickly. Speaking of of pass catchers, you mentioned you know Deuce Robinson, you mentioned DeAndre Moore, but the question right now, those guys can't help us in 2022. No, unfortunately not. You're right. We've lost you know we lost uh, Jordan Watkins to the transfer Huge portal. Loss. A couple other guys that we thought were going to play significant roles on this team also chose to go elsewhere. There's, so there's been this question all offseason of – Nice little way, not just not even giving Harold a shout out there. Yeah, he's, he's going – Yeah, that was pretty much – That guy went to that, that school. Um, <laughs> so we've, I think you feel good about the offensive line. They were good last year. Everybody came back. You feel good, as long as Malik Cunningham stays healthy, about the quarterback position. You've got a ton of running backs who all could be number one starters at a variety of programs. You got here early? You've got Marshawn Ford. Bye, Bye Patrick. Bye, Patrick. Thank you for coming, intern. Patrick, Patrick. the intern's out of here. Uh, but we – the question mark is at wide receiver. Who's going to help you out? Yeah. And it's a question that – Biggest question mark on the team, right? I think for sure. I think that that's safe to say, other yeah. than the, the, the defense finally just In general, as a whole, yeah. But so the, Caleb Chandler and Malik Cunningham were both asked about this. You know, the, they've done a few off-season workouts. They've, they had spring practice. You know, who's going to step up? Who, who's going to help you out at the wide receiver position? And they both zoned, honed in on the same guy. Chandler answered this question by saying this. Tyler Hudson, Tyler Hudson, Tyler Hudson. I can't say it enough. Tyler Hudson, he's going to be a serious problem for this league. Tyler Hudson, <laughs> the transfer from Central Arkansas, first team uh, FCS okay. All-American last year. He was an early enrollee after announcing he was transferring. Did go through spring practice with the team. Uh, and Malik Cunningham was also asked, and this is what he had to say about Tyler Hudson. He said, I was talking to Des Fitzpatrick the other day, and I was like, I don't know, bro. This guy is like a Des 2.0. They're both special in their own way, and they both get yards after the catch. We've seen Des go deep. T. Huddy went for a slant and took it like 80 yards in the spring game. It's crazy. They have the same soft hands. They remind me a lot of each other. That's pretty high praise when you talk about Des Fitzpatrick, a guy who wound up being an early NFL draft pick who put up some, some big-time 
yards after the catch, some big-time touchdown numbers here at Louisville. If Tyler Hudson can be that type of player for Louisville, it will help them immensely on that side of the ball. I think it, it can't just be Hudson. You feel good about having Marshawn Ford back in the mix. I think it has to be. Yeah, before I mean, I love Ford. can only do so he, much. He can only do so much. You need yeah, a deep I mean, threat to make this offense work and to make the running game, to keep the, the opposing defenses honest. You have to have that deep threat. And if it's not Hudson, I think you have to hope it's it's D. Higgins, the Miami transfer. Maybe Amari Huggins-Bruce puts it all together. You've got options, but a couple of those guys are going to have to step up significantly. I mean, it, 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 the fact that somebody that's transferring in, and we all, you didn't bring him up, but obviously we got the kid from Miami. Always coming in Wiggins I did mention as well. but I mean, I said D. Higgins, though. I, I, I keep wanting to Wiggins, say isn't it's it? Wiggins, but yeah. I keep thinking T. Higgins. And so I, I get D right instead of yeah. T, and then I mess it up. T's pretty good. I wish we got T. Higgins. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be really awesome. Uh no, I mean, and this is nothing against like Bruce or I mean, I can't honestly, I can't, I can't even name another wide receiver on the roster that that was here that was from last year. Um, but no, no insult to him. But yeah, you would think that somebody, if somebody's going to step up, it's probably going to be somebody from the outside because nobody like, currently on the roster really would make you feel warm and cozy about being in that lead role. I mean, you had Tyler Harrell, you thought was going to be, or Jordan, you thought would be in there now gone, and not as much as important like being a lead receiver, but which is what Watkins could do, which is the guy going over the middle for you. Uh-huh. But we more importantly need somebody that can stretch the field like Harold was going to do. I mean, that's desperately what we need, like Tutu Atwell, because if you don't have somebody that's in we I've said, I know I've beaten this down with a dead horse in terms of this another Nate uh, thing joke for you. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't have somebody that, that, that at least has, makes the defense expect a deep threat, then you're getting eight, nine guys in the box. And if you want to know what that looks like, Go watch the Pittsburgh game from 2020. For sure, and it's just, and that's what they did. They were just like, you know what? We have no, we we we're daring you to beat us deep. We're putting ten guys in the box. We're going man to man, straight across the board, and everybody in the box. And, and that's just insulting. I mean, to me as an offensive, that'd be insulting to me as a quarterback. And unfortunately, it worked. <laughs> we couldn't do anything with it. But that's what's going to happen this year if you don't have someone like they can replace Harold. Now Hudson's. A little bigger in size, which that doesn't mean he's not speed, 6'2", 190 pounds. But he's got to be able to be a guy that can run a 4'4", 4'4", 4'2", 4'2", 5'. He's got to be in that mid 4'4", the mid mid 4'4s. That they can take the lid, the lid off of defense. Because if we don't, there's going to be some rough games. The, the forgotten man in all this, I think, is Braden Smith, who looked really, really good last year. And I did a, love him last year. I mean, he was a starter before he got hurt and put up big-time numbers, but it was a, a season that was cut very, very short but, and then got into a little bit of off-season trouble and is apparently he's still on the roster. I think we'll have a chance to compete for a starting spot. And then along the same lines, a true freshman Devon Mortimer, who's, you know, he, you talk about needing a speedster, that's his makeup. Like, he's yeah, built I mean, as a speed guy. He's but, so fast he got here and left, and we don't even know it. We don't – well, he didn't, <laughs> didn't, never still got here, so we're not even sure he's what's going here, on. He's gone. That's how quick he is. We're we're, uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on on that front. But if you have him and he's good to go, he could potentially step up and help you out immediately. But they're going to have to – you have a number of bodies. You have a number of options. It's just a matter of getting at least a couple of those to step up significantly. And Huggins Bruce is a guy that could be that deep threat. For sure. He's shown it now. He, he, he was good in the bowl game. I think, yeah. I mean, he's a guy that, that – that, and I've had Texas text in after I've made these comments and say, you know, suggest him. And you're right. He is a guy that could be an option. And with Braden Smith, who I did kind of forget about, unfortunately, and I did like him going into last season. I see you know, him. I don't. I don't see him as that that over the top guy. I see him being more of that Jordan Watkins role of a guy that's going to be more of your ten yards and in and out, Maybe. more of your over the middle kind of slot receiver. That's where I picture him being, and it's a role I think he could be do well in. Texas says uh, beating this down with a dead horse. Another t- <laughs> another TK is today. Texas says would TK be called upon to pull vault or stretch the field for the team? 
Paul Bowles is probably a better option. Texas, sports-wise, does it seem like Tyler Hudson can be our best wideout since Tutu? It seems like they're different types of receivers due to size, but as good as Harrell and Watkins were at times last year, we haven't had a featured wideout in a couple of years. I'm, I, I, well, Harrell wasn't even as good as Tutu. He was sporadic at best. Well, we never really got to see him yeah. either for a full season in a highlighted role. But Tyler Hudson, like, I want to believe the hype. I'm going to have to see it against FBS competition. It's great that he was an FCS All-American. It's great that all these people are speaking glowingly about him. But like, I'm not going to just go off the deep end here without having seen him play a game against FBS caliber. I think that that's like maybe that he does come out and he looks like Harry Douglas and he's fantastic and the best wide receiver we've had in some time. But I'm going to I'm, just, I'm going to reserve judgment until we actually see him play a game for us. I mean, what what class is he? Is he a, was he a junior? I believe he's a junior. I mean, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but if he was that good, he'd just gone pro. Well, and, and don't give me FBS because the Packers used to. Uh, uh, but if he's a junior, he can't go pro. He, he, you have to be more than two seasons re- removed. You, can, you have to go pro after your three junior years year. removed. Oh, you mean he's a junior he now? He is a junior okay, now. I got you. Okay. All right. No, I, think, I could be wrong about that. That's why I wasn't sure because I mean, if he was, if he had pro eligibility, and I mean, I'm not saying he he won't be, a, he couldn't be a good player here, but. He would have gone pro. I mean, D, being a D2 doesn't stop you from going pro, trust me. I guess he's listed as a junior, but he technically played three seasons at Central Arkansas. So he could have gone pro if he wanted to. So he has two years here if he wants with the extra year from COVID. But he's – I mean, is it bad for me to say I hope we don't see him for two years if he's that good? We shouldn't need to? I, I don't um, know. I, I'm not even worried about his pro prospects. I mean, he's – I want him to be a really good college receiver. Like, yeah. that's, we, we need that on this roster right now. Like you said, it's the biggest question mark remaining for this team. Um have you seen the Will Smith apology video? We want to get TK's I thoughts. Not, I saw it trending, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yet. I watched it earlier. Is it bad? It's fine. I mean, it's. I mean, why does he just keep? You know, you know what would be better for Will Smith is just stop bringing it up. We we are we are the biggest pothead society of, of short term memory in this in this country. Like we forget everything after thirty seconds. I don't think that one's been forgotten. It's been moved on though. It's not as it's yeah, not, it's well, not sure. Not as talking about. as it was then, but it's still. A, and you know, I mean, still gets, anytime you see Will Smith now, yeah, you're going to think about slapping Chris Rock on national TV. But then do, you, I mean, do a movie or go do a movie. So I, do an apology video. Just get, let it go, dude. It's over. Well, maybe he feels he has. But this is the first time he's apologized. Well, how about this? Why don't you call Chris Rock and apologize? He said he tried. Us. He said he tried, and Chris Rock didn't want to talk to him. That's what I never got about like celeb. When celebrities start talking trash to each other on Twitter, it's like, don't y'all have texts? Y'all have each other's numbers? You just text this person. He's, Why do you really have he to? He said put he it? reached out, and Chris right. Rock wasn't ready to talk. All right, well, that was the whole thing. He says, "Well, I'll, I'll talk to him when he's ready, but I'm going to apologize to him now." Um, it was, it was. I mean, he, I think he feels genuinely remorseful, but it was also in classic Will Smith fashion. It was a little too weird, which happens. They're very weird people, but everybody rich is weird. I was watching Nutty Professor and his wife's in that. Remember? She is. That's uh, that's was, also a fact. I was like, I was like, I was like, hey, remember this is when Jada Pinkett Smith was both hot and ins- and not insane. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You love Nutty Professor. You bring it up on it's the It's a good movie. It's, I'm not arguing with you on that front. I mean, the sequel is basically the same one, so I liked it too. Because Texas, it's basically the rip-off of the, the original. Texture says, you know our short-term memory is bad as a society if it's coming from Trevor. <laughs> we do. We have a, we have a, a, we, the nice way of calling it is like a microwave society or whatever, and it's the nice way of putting it. It's the Rick Pitino phrase, yeah. yeah. But short-term, well, everybody has short-term memory. I mean, we move on. We see... We're an ADD, ADD country. What can you say? I love it, too. I don't even know what this means. Well, that's, I'm about to read it. Did I say it? It says, Headley Lamar 
parentheses, Trevor. My mind is aglow with whirling trains yes. and thoughts careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. That texture is in my... He knows where I got the reference. That's what I was referring what, to. What is that from? Hey, Marston Blazing Saddles. Oh, I've never seen it. And the only reason I, the clip is in my head is because that's a clip I pulled. I was, I was toying around with maybe a new open with you, and that was one of the clips I pulled. <laughs> I had like 20 clips I pulled for this, and I never mixed it down. But uh, I, I was thinking about doing something, and that was one of the clips I did. Love Blazing Saddles. So great. You can sit 1886. You can sue her. Texas, are we going to break down the devastating Tyler Naquin trade or what? I, I'm sad to see Tyler I go. Care about Tyler Naquin? Well, because Tyler Naquin was he's like, he was a pleasant surprise for Reds fans the last few years, and I, we didn't think we were getting anything when we got him. He had a hell of a start last year when the team was actually good, but it's time. Like if you can get any value for your guys, like they're it's a long term rebuild. We need to just start shipping some guys. And every time I see a – You giggle, Jenna. Jenna, shut up. Like, the Reds being a long-term rebuild. They, yeah, the Cubs are they're, they're right there with the Reds right now. Does it bother you that the statement is 100% true that the Cubs have a more recent World Series title than the Reds? Yes, it does. I mean, they have more – Yeah. Every time, the, a Yankee st- every time a Yankee starter has a terrible start. It makes me so happy because we're going to get more for Luis Castillo. Like, the Yankees are going to come for him, and we need to get if, – if last start was Luis's last start, which a lot of people think it was, um, he went out with a bang. He's been very, very good recently. And I hate that we're losing him, but we have a lot of young arms. Got to play for the future. It's the right thing to do. I wonder if we're going to be in that hunt. Maybe. We just could be. I mean, we, I guess we could use a fourth guy. We've got three starters definitely locked in. But Texas says microwave society has nothing to do with short-term memory, LOL. I was just, I was just letting him go. Oh, it doesn't? I mean, microwave society just means, like, what can you do for me right now? I want, I want it now. Okay. So you forgot. Well, okay. So just short-term memory society. <laughs> so what I said. Texas, is Trevor like Tropic? Don't stand true, though. Does Trevor like Tropic Thunder? Uh, actually, yeah, I didn't mind it. It's a movie. It's, it's a Jimmy. movie with um, um, Robert Downey and uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise is so minor in it. I've though. never seen it. Uh, who's the other? Um, I forget the main. Character. I'm trying to blank now. It is it's actually. It was one of those ones I'd never watched it until I think it came on like FX one day, and I watched it and I was like, okay, this, it, I wouldn't put it in a upper echelon of comedies, but it's it's a nice chuckle movie. It's got some good points. Robert Downey Jr. is pretty funny. Uh, I think I, forget what's, I can't remember what's in it now. Off the top of my head. I mentioned earlier about the the offensive line for Louisville, and this is I think the most confident we felt about an offensive line in a long time. Uh, Pick six previews they put up their their top offensive lines of 2021. Jack Black. <laughs> they highlighted lines that ranked in the top 25 in both run push and sack rate, which is a stat that they track right now. Only four schools ranked in the top 40 in both: Louisville, Oregon, Texas A&M, and Wisconsin. In terms of like what offensive being great in run push and sack rate last year. Okay. Great pass blocking, great run blocking, and Louisville returns pretty much everybody from that that offensive line. Between Oregon, Wisconsin, who was the other one? Texas A&M. Okay. Not a bad quartet. No. Once again. This, again, just shows again how bad our coordinator is. And also, we should have won more than six games yeah. last year. Um, so I we, mean, if we, if, we, if we have a slow start, and I mean slow start like one and three, one and four, is there any chance? I think I asked, I asked Ty Spall this, and he said no, but I'll ask you maybe two. If you follow him in the will he, will, will he get? Will he make the move? I can't imagine he would, but if you're one and four, because the beginning of the schedule is easier than the end of the schedule. If you're one and four there, and you're still staring down a final three games of the, of the season that are at Clemson versus NC State at UK, I mean, you have to assume you're not going to a bowl game at that point. Oh yeah, I mean, but are you willing to? I think you think Sats willing to maybe pull the trigger mid-season though? 
I mean, we have a co-defensive coordinator, technically. Well, we have co-offensive coordinator, technically, too. Yeah, but the co-offensive coordinator is just there to get coffee for Satterfield. I mean, let's be honest with you. It's a shot at Lance Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that's Pro Football Focus ranked the uh, top 25, since we're doing quick lists here, quick hitters, the 25 best NFL prospects in the ACC for the upcoming season. Uh, no surprise, it's a list dominated by Clemson players. I'm going to take a guess. But I'm looking, I'm going to say Brees is up there, Murphy's up there. Um, I mean, those two are off the line come to mind. Well, I was thinking more about Louisville players. but Oh, okay. Yeah, Go Clemson on. players are, do dominate the list. Murphy is number one. Yeah. Uh, Brees is number, number two. two. yeah. Garrett Williams, cornerback for Syracuse, is actually number oh, three. Yeah, yeah, it's easy, yeah. But two Louisville players are on the list. You can probably guess them. You know Caleb Chandler's one of them because he's gotten all the hype this preseason. Yeah, that's the, the lineman. Uh, the other would be – I think you – did you ask me this? I think it was the defensive back, wasn't it? No. Uh, that that you are thinking of when we were talking about who was first-team all-conference. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, Caleb Chandler checks in at number 15 on this list of NFL prospects in the ACC. Jermaine Lole is actually number 11, the transfer from Arizona State. Okay, wow. Defensive okay, line. Good. Who was – I mean, it, three years ago this time, or I guess two years ago this time – was, was after the 2019 season, he was viewed as one of the top 10 defensive line prospects for that NFL draft. And if he could have gone, he would have. And now he gets hurt, COVID happens. He's here trying to, to build his NFL brand back for the upcoming season. If he has a big-time year, I think this will be his only year in Louisville. But I think we're okay with that. We need, I'll be okay with it. We need a big defensive line. It's not wasted on an b- overall bad year of defense. Though. Yeah, it's not as long as like he's great and everybody else yeah, sucks I and mean, we go 5-7. Yeah. That would be terrible. Uh, TK, we've got about a minute here. Big plans for the weekend. And Always a dangerous question to ask. <laughs> Dugan's both laughing and maniacally at the same time. Uh, no, actually, it's, it's going to be a pretty slow weekend at Kelsey Manor. I'll do some delivery DoorDash because I'm not going to leave. There's nothing really on the agenda for television watching. I, I I need some help here. I mean, I, I might watch the other the other Nate uh, Bergazzi uh, stand up, um, but outside that, I don't know. I just don't know what I'm going to watch. And I need to find something because, like, the last two nights. Struggling. I have gotten to the point where I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking, do I really want to order this Jurassic Park movie? (laughs) And I don't want to. I really don't. And it's like 20 bucks to order it. But that's not the point. The point is, is like, I'm so bored. And I know I wouldn't mind watching it, but I don't really want to pay for it. But there's nothing else to watch. And I'm like, I find myself looking at it. And I feel like I'm like this dude, like, like, that's on on the wagon, like, looking at a bar. I'm like. Should I, should I go in? Like, do I really want to do it? Do you're going to watch that movie tonight. I feel like it's happening. I feel like you're setting, you're setting yourself up. I know I'm going to probably end up watching it. I'm going to hate myself for doing it. I'm going to be like most every woman after they went slept with me. I'm going to be like, why did I do that? What was I thinking? Score one for alcohol for that dude. I mean, oh. I'm mean, I, I dirty. I might end up taking a shower after watching this movie. On that note, uh, <laughs> big thanks to Oxford Ford Lincoln for hosting us today. I hope everybody's going to have a fantastic weekend. Win the Mega Millions. Uh, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, or we'll be back Monday, I should say, at 3 o'clock. Jody Dumbling, the Cardinal Insider, up next. And then we got Louisville Bats baseball taking on the Columbus Clippers. Coverage at 635, first pitch at 705. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. Save the Choco Taco. Taco.